I need to uh, do my um, washing. No, uh, washing machine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like clothing, clothes, right? Okay. I was gonna say you can let us watch. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's when we find out it's just like all leather clothing that he wears. It's just like all naughty underwear. Yeah, he has to wear the gimp suit to go down to get. His, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh... Put on Gizmo. Put on the gimp suit. <laughs> no. You just like Mama showed you. I just wanna. I wanna be. I'm gonna be honest. I wanna be done with this so that I can go back to watching more Dancing Pig. That's all, Mac. That's all I want right now is more Dancing Pig. All right. Well, we're gonna. We're gonna. Oh well, we still gotta. Do we even have Dancing Pig? Oh yeah, there it is. Okay. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a new episode of Anime Plummet. Aha! See? I got it right this time. It's episode <laughs> 26, our fall first impressions. And boy, what impressive season this has been so far. We got more anime that you can shake a stick at. Uh, I don't know how we're going to do it all. This episode's probably going to be like five hours. But thankfully, <laughs> I'm not doing it alone. Today I'm joined by a wonderful group, uh, sadly short one person uh, who is currently probably getting wasted, hopefully safe with a designated driver. Uh, that's our Edward. Uh, he is out there still drinking up his birthday. We wish him all the best and miss him. You might hear him inter spliced after the fact in this episode. We'll see. But besides Ed, we got. Gizmo. Hello, Hello, Gizmo. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Of course, I talked right over you. And then, right next to Gizmo, on my screen, is King. Hello, King. Yo, what's going on, everybody? We've got uh, so, so much anime to talk about today. It's I, I'm a little shocked by how many shows we picked up this season. <laughs> too many shows. Absolutely too many. Too shows. many. There's uh, no such thing as too many and how are you doing today there, King Aruni? Oh, I was also celebrating Ed's birthday this weekend, though not with him because oh. we live in different states. I was just having a good time with some friends this weekend. Is that so. your excuse for drinking? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? You celebrated so, Ed's birthday. I well, whatever. celebrated whatever. the side of the continent. Oh, yeah. I, and I partied hard for Ed, so we love you, buddy. Happy birthday once again. Um, but I'm ready to talk about some good shows. And, and, I some watched and some bad shows. Oh, 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 some bad shows, eh? Uh, there's there's no such thing as bad enemy. Just enemy that didn't meet his potential. Um, <laughs> that's a total bullshit. Anyways, I watched a TikTok about some jungle juice. Hmm, jungle juice. Let's get this going. What is jungle juice? Oh, baby. What is jungle <laughs> juice? It's uh, like a mixture of alcohol and and... 
like a but a but like vodka and seltzers and beer and then and I like, think like uh, Hawaiian punch or something. Yeah, usually there's like sweet. It's either like uh, pop or soda, whatever you want to call it. And then yeah, like usually it's like a actual drink. fruit, fruit uh, gets put in there. It's just like it's just. Whatever, it's a, it's a drunk know? concoction for college kids, and it's pretty gnarly these days. So yeah. I would stay away from it. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, that's we'll let it uh, rip sometimes. Uh, let's 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 talk about some. Uh, so we're going to be doing our fall impressions today. Uh, first impressions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really. We have so many episodes to talk about. I don't have a question really to ask you guys. We're going to kind of skip that. But first, before we get into anything. Let's get King to do the announcements because God knows I can't do announcements. King, what do we got? I want you, the listener, to go to links.animesummit.net. Now, not everybody knows, Mike, that the dot actually stands for period. So I want you to go to links, period, anime summit, period, net. Yeah, I assume you're talking about Australian cartoon girl. Exactly. See, there we go. And I'm glad we figured that out. But uh, there you're going to find all the link tree to get to not only this podcast, Anime Plummet, but our big mama podcast, Anime Summit. Um, They actually just released their fall impressions and it was super funny. And they covered a lot of great stuff over there that that we might touch a little bit on, but also stuff that they they, will we'll talk about stuff they haven't covered. So please go check that out. Um, What else? You're also going to get access to the Patreon over there. If you donate like a dollar or something like that for the Anime Summit Patreon, you're going to get all early episodes, which is really nice because I think we come out every Sunday. But what if you had our episode on like Wednesday? Doesn't that sound so much nicer? And what if like, yeah, hit me up with it during the work week. Don't uh, don't make don't uh, write checks. I can't uh, cash here. They're king. (laughs) because <laughs> yeah gizmo and and mike of course always do most of the editing and i always tell them get back to work and edit my beautiful <laughs> voice and make me more handsome uh, besides that we just have a few announcements i want to give a shout out to listener uh wezak wezak i think we know who this is uh they left a comment on our episode 25 the haunted halloween hikarashi hoedown Woo! King finally watched Higurashi. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) Gee, I wonder who who said that. that? Who could that be? Um, Of course, that episode was uh, dedicated to our Discord member, uh, Eins. So another shout out to him. Uh, That was a super fun one that Mike really put a lot of hard work into. And I thought it it came out great, man. Like that was just a fun, full of skits, full of good spooky themes. So well done, Mike, on the editing. But yeah, the, the summit guys, they really intruded on our territory a little bit, right? They they talked about Kingdom of Ruins and the Girlfriend Show and stuff. It was so funny. Oh, um, I was, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was whoa, listening whoa, whoa, to Nick. There's this one part. Go listen to their um, their impressions because there's this one show that Sam just starts off by, oh, this is a bad show. This is for the – I'll save that for the plummet guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but when she said that, I laughed so hard. Um, I love to see the the trashiness spill over to them. They have a couple trashy shows that they even mentioned. They're like, oh, this is a plummet. Anything with girlfriends, they're like, oh, this is a plummet material. Um, So shout out to those guys. I want to send out a very special message to friend of the show, Kai. He gets his special message every fucking show, which is annoying. Um, 
Apparently, I saw I saw in the Discord, he uh, one of his videos hit some crazy amount of views on on YouTube. I thought it was two hundred thousand, but if that's wrong, it doesn't matter. No, it's, it's that you're about right. There's a bit of a tragedy to this now. Uh, I did hear that this video. I can't. Toei I'm sorry, came I didn't in and and did a. Uh, did, I forget what the exact term is. Is oh, it a, it's not a strike, but basically copyright strike against yeah. it. And so basically, it's completely been demonetized. De- demonetized. So he was he was going to make buco bucks off that, and they kind of kind of came in and you know cut his hamstrings. So they kind of yeah. Um. Also, maybe we'll cut all of this out because maybe he doesn't want us to say all that. <laughs> but anyways. I mean- Anyways, congratulations uh, to Kai, so. aka Clear and Sweet on YouTube. Uh, check out his channel; tons of good God content out there. Com. He God is pretty, a he, he is pretty verbal about it on the server, so I don't think it's anything he's he's kind of keeping on the down. It's also, he, was, it's he was pretty new. upset it's, by it. It's no secret that these Japanese production companies that they claim everything. That yeah, it's the, the the issue being there's a there's an issue really quick. YouTube does not allow you to control which countries your content gets shown into. Copyright laws are much more stringent because there's no fair use in Japan. Ergo, if the episode also or the YouTube's video can air in Japan, Japanese companies can come after you. And so it's the ability the YouTube needs to give the ability to everyone to like basically say, okay, my content's not available there because otherwise it's gonna get a copyright oh i gotcha yeah i think nintendo is also famous for claiming stuff like everything basically if you have like a second of a trailer of some nintendo game in your video then it's gonna get claimed yeah there's no fair use in japan so just uh and yet they allow dojinshi it's very odd it's a very weird thing i don't know so it's all over the place sweet and the last thing i want you to go check out for announcements is we just had a bonus episode release about a week or two ago with our good friend danny from anime summit um, we are able to pull her in on any girlfriend content. She's always a great sport about all of that stuff. So it was me, Gizmo, um, just taking a look at Rent a Girlfriend season three, what's going on, who the new girlfriend is. Um, we, uh, Gizmo, I swear, man, when, when, when we finished our, our, rent, like our girlfriend review for, for summer and the SmackDown, I thought we were going to be done for a while, but this season has proven no nope. girlfriends never stop. The, and essentially this year, ever this season, because I know, I know, um, uh, you might have heard a lot of people talk about the show One Hundred Girlfriends. We're gonna do the same because obviously this is anime girlfriend plummet show. Now this is all we do. This is all we dream of. So, uh, with that, Mike, I say let's get to it, man. Let's let's get it on. So uh, we had some weird shows coming into this new season. One of them was the fact that Reign of the Seven Cell Spellblades did not finish last season. So we didn't really get to do a review. We're going to, if anyone wants to kind of verbalize anything about it now, we can do so. Uh, if you didn't know, Reign of the Seven Spellblades was a series that came out in the summer season. It's based on a 2018 light novel by... Uh, Bokuto Uno. Ooh, Uno. I think I said that last time. Uh, basically, just to kind of give an idea, if you've got any last comments, I thought it was pretty good. The animation kind of was wishy-washy at times. Sometimes it was really good. Sometimes it was very weak. Those backgrounds, eh, not the worst, not the best. Uh, I love some of the characters. Shout out to Peter. 
Uh, Peter, waifu and husbando. Yeah, Yeah. waifu and husbando. Uh, And uh, yeah, like so for me, it was personally seven seven gruesome scars on our main chicky babe out of ten. What did you did you have any thoughts on that uh, king that you wanted to mention? No, it's um, it was a fun one. Uh, there was definitely some high entertaining parts. I think I talked about this last time when we, whenever we talked about this show, Mike. Of like, sometimes I feel like this show just struggled figuring out like where it wanted to go. It had all these like interesting ideas and cool stuff, and sometimes it felt a little floundery. Um, I thought the ending was pretty decent with uh, the succubus lady. I mean newsflash everyone you're on anime plummet and we like the succubus i I don't know what more to say about that uh i'm gonna give it 5.5 damn peter out of 10 because peter was uh was great just to to reiterate i liked a lot of the character oh yeah definitely best character um i'm interested to see if this gets popular enough to get to like get another season i could see it possibly but Nobody yeah. like nobody really cared about the show. I didn't hear a lot of uh, words no, about it, but I didn't. That's all I got for 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 this one. Um, less Harry Potter magic school, please. Let's 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 take a step back from Harry Potter. Uh, I think it did. I think of all the shows that are kind of cribbing that this one did a fairly good job. So I'm not going to mm. be be lie that. Anyway, it's very good. So we're gonna we're gonna move on to something even quicker. Uh, I have a challenge for you, Mister uh, Mister Whoever Buddy uh, King. I need you to talk about Goblin Slayer season two, but I need you to do it under a minute. All right, okay. uh, are you ready? You the, do you have the clock pulled up? Now, okay. I do. So, Goblin Slayer season two. He, you know what he's doing? He's goblining and he's slaying it in. He's more goblin slaying. That's all you got to know for, for the the. There's still more to be to be killed. Except this time, what's going on is we're starting to expand a little bit more on Goblin Slayer's personality, his friendships. Um, he's creating deeper bonds, not just with the party, but with the townspeople. And in addition, uh, we are introduced to new younger characters um, that are coming out as juniors to be Goblin Slayers, adventurers, yada, yada, yada. And they need training. So Goblin Slayer has to go and set up kind of a training school. So there's like they're bringing the school aspect in for the young folks. And uh, I, as of today, I know we're a little late on all of our uh, impressions or whatnot, but I can confirm there is a Goblin Slayer Beach episode coming. And I am not, I've not seen it yet. It's like episode six or seven. And I'm very excited about that. It's still gory as fuck. It's still kind of depressing at times and violent. So watch out for that kind of stuff if that's not your thing. Um, what else can I say? Ah, okay. Goblin Slayer season two. Do we I'd get recommend teeny goblins in the beach episode. Is that what's happening? Uh, obviously, <laughs> if, if there, if this doesn't turn into some NTR goblin stuff, then we've <laughs> we've definitely done something wrong. All right, Goblin Slayer season two. Ed, tell us what you think. I think we're getting more of what we had in season one, but it's a little bit of a slower start. Um, so far, it's pretty good though. Uh, it's definitely one I'm going to continue because I was excited for this. I really enjoyed the first season. Uh, the animation's still similar, uh, so it hasn't dropped off or gotten much better, but it's still pretty fun. That's what's up, man. Uh, yeah, it's been a fun one so far. Thank you very much, King, for that. Let's let's move on to something a little less 
or maybe more insidious. I'm not quite mm. sure. This show I literally just watched earlier today. It's called Under Ninja. It's based on a 2018 ma- ongoing manga by uh, Kengo Hanazawa. Okay. And it's uh, Studio Tezuku, uh, Tezuka Productions. Blah, butchered that. I know. And the <laughs> summary kind of goes like this. Ninjas still exist in Japan today. They number around 200,000. The ninja organization, Nine Inch Nails, I mean, National Intelligence of Ninja, is controlled <laughs> by the civilian government with its elite members performing assassinations and sabotage in secret. There is an organization that opposes NIN, the UN under Ninja. Ninja versus Ninja, what lies waiting at the end of the shadowy feud? Uh, I hope you like listening to the word ninja. It's repeated several times. So this is, I'm not, I, I don't know what the show is exactly. It is a thriller, but it is also very bizarre. Uh, and sometimes like totally just off the cuff and like uh, rude. Like it, it, like it reminds me of like college, uh, you know, like movies aimed at geared at college kids where it's a lot of like fart and dick jokes and stuff like that. Like it's, it's a weird thing. Uh, you even have this old guy that's offering little kids his breast milk and you're like, and so all the kids call him Mr. Breast Milk. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I thought the totally- show, I, sorry. I thought the show was about ninjas and now yes. there's a gentleman just Mr. selling breast Mr. milk to no, no, he just, he's offering it for free. And uh, he's like telling all the kids it's nutritious, but get this, Mr. Breast Milk is also a ninja because they're all ninjas. Anyways, uh, but yeah, that's like the, that's like the weird show. The main character is basically Neat who wants to be a ninja. And so you think to yourself, well, what kind of ninja could he possibly be? He's pretty lazy. He just sits around his apartment, but he's actually kind of badass. I don't know how he pulls it off. And then you have this foreigner who misread a message on a wall and starts cutting off people's dicks, thinking that's how he becomes a ninja. And <laughs> sure what? enough... What is this the, show? The, <laughs> what? Under the ninja? Anyways, I watched up to episode four, and spoilers, he does become a ninja. No So there way. you go, folks. I don't there understand. I don't even know where how we got to, and he does become a ninja, because I we went all over the place on that review. Now, I want to say this, yeah. Mike. Here's what I think. The UN, our United Nations, boring. Our UN should be the under ninja. That sounds way cooler than whatever the UN's doing. And don't worry. There is another woman that's just like in the same apartment as his neat. And boy, they sexualize the heck out of her. In fact, he often uses her underwear as, as, uh, What's the term for it? He tries to get like little kids to do his bidding, like boys, and offers either slanderous pictures or like basically underwear from her. So it it touches all the prime like plummet like kind of material. So my suggestion is if you like weird, rude shows about ninjas, check it out. I don't. I don't even know. I I wonder if that is a specific uh, audience listener out there, like. I love weird, inappropriate, rude shows about ninjas. 
<laughs> what a specific target audience. That sounds awesome, man. I might have to peep that, actually. This sounds intriguing. It, it is a weird ride. Anyways, speaking of weird rides, for some reason, Gizmo had a weird ride watching what could possibly be, oh, it's a Silverlink show. What did you watch there, Giz? So I watched Ragnar Crimson, and this is actually uh, the first of three super edgy edgelord shows this season. <laughs> uh, I watched all of them. Oh. And this one... Okay, so first, it's it's based on a 2017 manga by Kobayashi Daiki. And as you said, it's made by Studio Silverlink. Um, and the synopsis is, In a world where dragons rule sky, sea, and land, those who fight them and win must surpass the limits of hu- normal human strength. Set on a victory at any cost, dragon hunter Ragnar joins forces with the mysterious Crimson. Crimson's motivations may be obscure, but their goal is the same, to destroy the dragon monarchs. So it's it's the first of the of the Edgelord shows where the main character is getting really abused and he's he's suffering, he's super weak, and he's accompanied by this lolly warrior chick who Ooh. is super powerful and she she beats all the, the monsters and stuff and everyone's looking at him like ah oh, you let yourself get carried by this little girl and uh, you can't do shit. And he's super sad, and uh, he gets <laughs> bullied, and it's oh, it's t- terrible. And then, uh, like the dragons attack or something, uh, like they they kind of vandalize the village, and um, he gets a flash forward where he sees himself in the future, and um, his future self is like, ah, dude, you fucked up. Uh, your lolly friend <laughs> died, and you you suck but <laughs> then you started to train for like 20 years and now you're super powerful and you can you can defeat all the the dragons just by touching them you're super op and so he kind of this magic i guess he transfers all his power to him like his past self and now ragnar has the power to like he, he he can basically just, can just power up and and use the power of his future self to defeat all the dragons and that's kind of the hook of the show uh, he then um wants to like ally himself with this person called crimson and that part is also it's a bit weird like in the description it says it's the, the motivation is obscure, but as far as I can tell, I've only watched the first two um, episodes, to be fair, but um, the first episode is actually uh, 50 minutes, so it's like a double episode. And so far, as far as I can tell, the, uh, her or their motivation is not very obscure. She's a dragon, or they are a dragon. Uh, they, they actually, they, in, in one form, they are female, and in the other form, they are referred to as male, so I don't know what's going on there, but... Um, they she's, a cute, she's a cutie, a little redhead witch. Yeah, she, she has an interesting design. Um, but she, she just she wants to kill all the dragons. That's her motivation. Like I don't know. Um, same as him. So they ally up and they wander around the world and slay dragons. I guess that's that's kind of the the flow of the story here. And um, I think the first episode was actually pretty intense and pretty cool 
Hmm. But the hook did not really sink in. Like the second episode, it was just, it was a bit boring. So I don't know. It's It, it seems like a very standard action fantasies kind of thing. And I, I kind of thought that the, the, the future self aspect of it would be cool. But I think it's going to get dropped really quickly. And it's like, yeah, okay, you two, you, you get together for some obscure reason. And now you want to kill all the dragons. That's basically it. So I'm not 100% sure if I want to continue this. It does look kind of cool. And it's not super um, generic fantasy anime. So that's something that has it has going for it. But otherwise, I don't know. I'm I've mixed feelings about this show. And there's a lot to watch this season, and I started a lot of stuff, so I might just drop this, to be honest. Hmm. Okay. Well, speaking of shows that other people might drop, uh, let's talk about uh, the Demon Sword, the Swordmaster of Excalibur Academy, which was a strong start, but it's kind of gotten a little meh for me. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, oh, wow. Studio... Passione is doing it. Yeah, they're doing this, which usually they do a lot feel, of etchy stuff, right? Yeah, they do a lot etchy. I feel like they're this is kind of a Ooh. bit of a week. The animation wise, it's a bit of a week uh week for them. But um anyways, so this show is a 20 is based on a 2019 light novel by uh Yu Shimizu. Uh, it, which did the story, and then usually there's illustrations in the book and character designs done by uh, Asagi uh, Tusaka. So the summary is as such: battles for an ancient kingdom are nothing compared to the battles of a classroom. Really, that's how it's going. <laughs> uh, awakening uh, from uh, awakening from magical stasis after a thousand years, the Dark Lord Leonis suddenly finds himself in the body of a ten-year-old. Show the time. He quickly meets Rosalia, a girl confronting the voids, creatures that have nearly exterminated humanity. Determined to uncover the mysteries of the strange new era, Leonidas enrolls in the Excalibur Academy, a school that trains students to fight back against these enigmatic. I know how to say that word. I don't know why, but seeing it right now, enigmatic. Monsters. Could the voids hold some connections to Leonidas past? Yes, absolutely. Probably. So, yeah, I think so, that's the point. Definitely. So, you know, is it an East Kai? Is it a fantasy? It's both. Uh, it's a fantasy. Uh, it, technically, it is an East Kai because he gets reincarnated a thousand years, but on his same world. It's not like he came from our world. And he right. was originally a hero turned to the, that was uh, basically turned traitored by the human race that he saved uh, joins up with the basically the, the demon lord and becomes like essentially like a demon lord himself and then realizing that they're about to lose the war at that time he decides to put themselves in stasis and is reborn as this little Shodakun uh, and found by the big booby uh, silver hair girl that's significant for some reason anyways uh, so while she's saving him though she kind of dies so the only way he knows best how to heal someone he doesn't really 
is to turn them into minion. So he turns her into a vampire princess or something like that to the extent. <laughs> so now she's also a dark minion of his. And anyways, you know, uh, like all demon lords, he gets very fl- flustered at her, uh, you know. Oh, wait, Mike, did we mention oncoming. that he's did we mention that he's reincarnated as a Shota? So that's important too. Yeah. So yeah. he goes from Demon Lord to little baby boy who is way over, you know, he's OP as fuck when he joins I, I think the his, school. I think his reincarnation got interrupted or something. And so midway. And so that's why his body is not developed. And so now he's uh, a 10 year okay. old. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think you're missing a key part of this show is that he's got tons of honeys of and he's building out his team with tons of honeys and you can tell you're like this this poor southern shoda oh my oh Oh, dearie, dearie me. Very very troublesome when he has to go in and and help wash her back and stuff. It's it's extremely troublesome. Of of the 100 anime shows this season, this is the only one that all of us watched, actually. (laughs) It's not even like a great show. It's fine. It's not. It's, it's just super mid for me, so I might okay, end so up dropping this. The thing is, I, yeah. I, I also I, th- I also think that the first episode was kind of fun because I like the the thing that it it's he is like kind of from a fantasy world, but he gets reborn into like more science fiction yeah. kind of world. It's yeah, it's like yeah, it's you like a... has developed more, and it's all about technology a little bit, and it's it, the, the city they go to looks super um, futuristic. Um. But the thing is, by episode three, episode three is really the what what, what broke the neck of the show for me. It's 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 so so fucking generic. I I hate it honestly. Like they come to this academy thing, so they enroll into the magic academy, of course, and then it does <laughs> it does the thing that I really really hate. It's it's like oh there's a bully and he's like oh this prestigious academy and you are like commoners and you deserve to be here and they are like what sir and then they duel and then they obviously she does the power up thing and beats him and it's like ugh. i i hate this shit honestly like this introduce the bully and then beat him right away it's so tiring uh, he was he's, he is a road bump on the road to greatness you got to realize he's just there he was there purely so she could unlock her uh, Excalibur, her magical. What did they call them again? Uh, holy, it, swords? holy swords, I think. Yeah, the yeah. holy swords. Not, a, not nothing original in this show. Um, no, but I guess maybe the point that uh, that they're they're gonna gang up on the Shota, and them them gals are gonna eat him up. So <laughs> yeah. This is passionate. Uh, passionate is not putting their best people on the show. I've seen other shows of theirs in the past. They could do a lot better. I think there was a real missed opportunity because there was a point where um, the whole city had to defend itself against this void incursion or whatever. And like, you just imagine it like a scene from like Macross or something like that. while the city is like basically transforming an army itself. And it literally just uses the most bland CG possible and it's uninspired. It's just like, ah, like they had missed such an opportunity to do like a really cool, like, montage of all these like turns coming out like you know the city kind of turning in defensively and stuff like that like right sort of calling back on like eva or macross or battletech whatever you want to say and For it's sure. just like 
it totally got missed. And it's just because it, it's not the fault of the artists working on themselves. It's just the time and the budget that they're given. Right. But it's just, it's sad that uh, they didn't give us a little more effort. So anyways, that's, that's about it for that show. Uh, any last thoughts on that? The demon sword master of Excalibur Academy. What a name, Ed. What a name. Yeah. This show is, it's definitely a plummet show. Uh, just, it's got all the, all the takes you want. Crazy, powerful, young reincarnation demon lord trying to live in today's society. It, it gives me similar vibes to Devil's a part-timer, but this one takes itself a little bit more serious, but not necessarily in a good way. And what do you think about, I just had to ask you, Ed, what do you think about the MC being a little Shota boy? Shout out Southern Shotas. <laughs> I, I mean, they've been lacking recently, so I don't mind it, but I don't really care for the Shota that much. I feel you on that. This is one, um, this one, this is one Gizmo and I might watch another episode too, but we might drop, but we'll have to see. Cause the, this is like our only high dive show of the season. Yeah. I'm pr- more than likely going to finish watching this. I don't see how far it goes and see how, how well it, how well it can go. <laughs> Sweet. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to drop it too. Yeah. It's uh, also, it's on high dive. So it's like one of the only high dive shows I think we're talking about today. Maybe there's something else down the road, but nope. I'm not aware uh, of it. Well, we'll talk, we'll be talking about vexation. Uh, and also I'm talking about eminence. So that's, there's, ah, yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, All right. So King, why don't you take us away from this, uh, shitty luck to maybe some unluck? Hey, there you go. Good segue. Um, I'm going to keep this really brief just because I've got something cooking for undead unluck our next entry for our impressions. Uh, all right. then. if you're saying so, let's make this a speed round then. Ready? Fuck it, dude. Go. Okay, this is based on the 2020 Japanese manga series written and illustrated by Yoshifumi Tozuka. It's by David Productions. Here's the plot. All Fuko wants is a passionate romance like the one in her favorite shoujo manga. Unfortunately, her unluck ability makes that impossible. But just as Fuko hits rock bottom, Andy sweeps her off her feet. Literally. Now she's become Andy's unwilling test subject as he works to find a way to trigger a stroke of unluck big enough to kill him for good. However, when the pair discovers a secret organization is hunting them, it puts Andy's burial plans on hold. I am currently reading the manga week to week. I'm caught up. It's like a hundred and something chapters long. I love this story. Hands down, this is probably one of my favorite things I'm watching this season. It's it's really fun. Um, it takes a lot of different ter- twists and turns. Uh, good Good friendship cute like little scenes here and there um but like i said i've got something big that i'm cooking up with somebody else a friend of the show that we're gonna do like a deep dive into the show and the manga so stay tuned for that this plot description is so bad they don't even explain who andy is or what andy is <laughs> yeah this is this is a bad plot description so andy yeah, is you know undead that's his thing but yes yeah. and i i You've believe we're ready cooking. for manga club too so yeah yeah I think so it's, it's kind of like slightly above average shonen, but I, if also I haven't read much, I have read what we read, uh, read for Manga Club. So it's the way the weird thing is, this is on Hulu, so you have to have Hulu to watch it or you know, whatever you got to do. But so that can be kind of a pain in the butt. But uh, Mike, that's all I got. 
Got something cooking. Stay tuned for more Undead Unlocked. Very good. Well, instead of reading that, uh, Giz, can you read us about some ruin in Kingdoms of Ruin? Yeah, the Kingdom of Ruins is actually the second of our Edgelord trifecta shows. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> um, it's based on the 2019 manga by Yoru Hashi, and it's made by Studio Yokohama Animation Lab. Um, for ages, humanity flourished through the power of magic, a gift from witches to aid mankind. But times have changed. The scientific gear expansion has made both magic and witches obsolete. In order to liberate humanity from the blight of magic, the, might, uh, the mighty Radia Empire began a ruthless hunt to exterminate all witches. Adonis was only a boy when the hunt began, apprenticed to a witch that he dearly loved. When she perished at the hands of the Empire, Adonis vows revenge. By the furious wizard's power, blood will flow. <laughs> so... Again, we have like the super tortured main guy who had to see like this is a slight spoiler for the first episode, but it's in the synopsis. So. Um, he had to see his his uh, sensei die, like she was beheaded actually by the the leader of the Radia Empire. Yeah, th this show this show uh, goes out of its way to make very detailed. Uh, violence against women, I've noticed. Yes, but not only against women; it's very violent. Yes, overall. yeah, like it's fairly violent in general. But I just noticed that specifically, like between this and later uh, I mean, incidents. Yeah, the, the witches are the, all female. Um, yeah, and they really go out of their way to show like them being decapitated, shots, like blood flows everywhere. You know, they they get cut up, <laughs> burned, yeah. whatever. It's it's pretty gruesome, and the show itself. I don't know how you feel about it, Mike, but for me, uh, the story feels very unfocused. There's not a lot of structure here. Like it jumps from place to place, and a lot of people are dying. Also, like the, the <laughs> people get um, introduced as, as major characters, then they die. And you're like, okay, yeah. whoa, and then they come back. And it's like, uh, well, one one character comes back, and no, I mean, no, no, I guess that there's more than one character that get a fake out. There's, there's, I mean, I don't want to really spoil, but there, there's more than there's there's three instances I can think of right now where people are presumed to be dead. Oh and yes, yeah, okay, dead. yeah, 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 yeah. I and guess so it's I, it's yeah, like this very on. edgy, like gore bloodfest, but. They don't really want to commit to actually killing anyone off that's that's supposedly like a major character or that's introduced as a sympathetic, interesting character. So I'm I'm a bit. I don't I don't know what how to feel about this show. I think of all the the um, Edgelord shows this season, this is definitely the one that um, goes the hardest. That is. Yeah, goes for sure. Goes to dark it's the places. Edgiest. It's, it's definitely <laughs> the edgiest of the shows. And they re they really make it seem like they're going to soften the main character, and they don't. Like they they definitely like keep him in it, and especially like what happens. Did you get to the part where they're on the moon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched uh, up to f including season uh, um, episode five. Okay, and after episode five, episode five again. I don't want to spoil, but. I don't know how to feel about what happened there. It's it's so edgy <laughs> and it's so it's like senseless violence, kind of just for violence' sake. It feels like mm. it's a bit like 
I, I actually, I, I want to um, compare this to Akamega Kill, for example, where Ooh. in Akamega Kill, people die, and it seems like... <laughs> People die when they killed. Or uh, that was killed. A, uh, spoiler. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> and at, at first they think, oh wow, that's a bold choice to to like kill off a main character. But then it becomes very formulaic in as okay, every two episodes one of the main characters die, and it feels like a show a show where um, the author had has read Game of Thrones and was like, oh wow, I can do that too, but didn't really understand what makes the death in in Game of Thrones meaningful. Yeah, uh, and this show feels very similar in that it is like the, the main guy is so angry, and it's this revenge plot, and there's so much blood and gore and violence, and but you feel you feel nothing. I I, I feel mm. nothing when when people die. Yeah. I've, I'm like, okay, <laughs> so now what? <laughs> the beginning was fairly impactful, but it gets you get almost desensitized to it within the show. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just the, the lot that's going on. I do find it interesting the choice he makes. Ah, don't spoil it. Don't. Okay, so we're basically saying that all elements are bad, which, okay, like, that's not, that's not untypical. Like, that's, that's fairly, like, true to life. Like, there are a lot of times where we like to put good and bad onto certain conflicts or certain issues. Reality is it's not like that. It's actually that the, you have two opposing sides which to themselves seem good but, you know. Um, yeah, but the, the problem is they all seem just bad to me. Yeah, There's not really a gray area here. It's it's just everyone's no, fucked just, up and the main character. That's kind of the justification for the revenge plot. That's why it's, yeah. it's cool to watch it, the main character all, It allows him to just indiscriminately sucks, kill everyone, uh, I, which is I, all he wants to do. I've been r ranting a bit now, but I think this is still one of the more interesting shows this season, so I'm gonna watch a couple more episodes at least. Um, mm -hmm. And I've, I've read some comments on, on uh, below the Crunchyroll episode where people that read the source material are like, this goes into interesting directions and it does really dark and fucked up shit. And I am, I kind of, I'm kind of interested Ooh. to see that. So. <laughs> Ooh. I'm well, not gonna drop it yet. But okay, very good. Well, I'm going to continue watching as well. The Kingdoms of Ruin. I have, I don't even remember Gizmo talking about this, so enlighten mm. me what this show is. <laughs> this is, um, which one was it? This is the one where all the, all the magic essentially gets murdered out, right? Uh, mm -hmm. and then technology leads away. It's a, it's about this guy who, who has his sensei, his teacher. His bestie just murdered outright, and uh, it, it's pretty. The show it's kind of like edge lordy, to where the MC is like super angry, wants to kill everybody, and then he's got the his soon to be companion who's gonna help him out and try to level him out. We'll see how this goes because these types of MC usually piss me off. Like the the one they they have one thing on their mind where they're always angry or they're always just one <laughs> kind of like single single minded you know yeah so we'll see how uh, if he can soften it up in the next few episodes oh uh, one thing i should have mentioned too is um gizmo has dubbed this one of the uh edge lord trio shows there are three edge lord shows we had this one kingdoms of ruin demon sword master and i'm going to have to remember the other one it might be berserk of gluttony um but that's oh just, yes <laughs> yeah yeah so so yeah, gizmo, called it, 
Yeah, it's the it's the edge lords of the season. Lot of, could use more Shota's. Got a lot of uh, edge lords. So what was it uh, last season or two seasons ago? We had the the dark trio, which was Hell's Paradise, Jujutsu Kaisen, and what else was it? Chainsaw Man. Yeah, and, yeah, and so now like, we have the edge lord trio. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, hell yeah, man. But let's continue watching maybe something a little more voluptuous. Um, let's uh, let's talk about a hundred girlfriends who really, 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 really love you. Um, this is a manga from 2018. It's based on uh, art done by Yukiko uh, Nozawa and uh, Rikito. Nakamura, who wrote the story. It's being brought to us by Bibbery Animation Studio, which I'm trying to think. Do, have I heard that studio before? I've never heard of that studio before. Okay. I'm, I'm they, oh, dude, they did Quintuplets. Yeah. Oh, that's your show. Oh, wow. let's, we, we go listen to our Quintuplets. Uh, Azure Lane. <laughs> um, oh, which, which one? Which Azure Lane? There's two. Oh, well, just, it doesn't matter. Uh, anyway. uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, anyways, the, yeah, the, yeah, this is your quintuplets, people. Oh, so they also did the, did the Magical Destroyers anime from a couple of seasons ago. Oh, oh cool. I never, I don't think I ever. Oh, yes, I remember that one now. That was a weird one. Anyways, yeah, the, I, I think they kind of. Anyways, we'll we'll talk after a second. Let me just go for the summary. Uh, Rintaru was rejected a hundred times in middle school, which I think Nick uh, made a good point. How does anyone get rejected a hundred times in yeah. middle school? <laughs> that's uh, a lot. Makes you think. Yeah. Does he, does he have like magical abilities? <laughs> that means that Please. means on average, you were every ten days you were throughout your middle school career were asking someone out. Uh, that's kind of crazy. Uh, he visits a shrine and prays for better luck in high school. The god of love appears and promises that you'll soon meet under people he's destined to date. But there's a catch. Once the once destiny introduced someone to him, the two must happily love each other. If they don't, they'll die. Wait, was that actually in it? I don't remember that part. What yeah. will befall yeah, Rintaro? And his hundred girlfriends in high school. I don't know how. I completely missed that aspect, which explains now why they. Uh, like, I, I knew like, that no. already going in. That's why I wasn't surprised. But I think it, it was mentioned very briefly and in a very strange kind of way. I think the uh, God said something about them having an accident or something if they don't. Something so, along those lines. Strong, strong, like, uh, this is another girlfriend, but I have to say this is <laughs> really strong, like, character designs, really strong, like, animation and stuff like that. Very lustrous lips and uh, thick thighs and just, like, you know, just all the things you want in a sort of mildly etchy, uh, you know, romance like this kind of thing, right? Uh, I don't know what else to really say about this. Like, otherwise, you know, it's just it's been a guilty pleasure. I would say this is like the good guilty pleasure of the season, maybe, perhaps. I'd agree. Like I'd agree with that just because it's kind of goofy. It's very silly. Um, low stakes. It's it's like rinse and repeat. Meet girl, fall in love with girl, introduce girl to other girlfriends and shenanigans ensue. So and when I the saw roof. the first I mean, episode, I got horrible girlfriend girlfriend flashbacks. Honestly, I was like, "Oh no, not again!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's this thing of like 
they don't all i don't know if they're like all stoked to be in this big open relationship not a good portrayal of polly once again from anime yeah. but uh but, there's but also the this is a pure comedy. This is just pure satire, I think. Yeah, so I, like yeah, it yeah, doesn't, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't it's not even a romance. It's just. I, it's I don't just think it takes it nearly self as. I don't think it takes itself as seriously as girlfriend, girlfriend. Right? So oh, a hundred percent. No, you're a hundred percent right. This is just goofy shit. Um, the only thing I don't love about this is this like. The girls can't control if they fall in love with him. It's like a love at first sight kind of thing, and there's something weird about that they're just like yeah you got they can't think too hard about that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> where's the ages, yeah, where's the ages it's here satire. it's it's not meant to be seriously at all it's purely no no cool. it's a hundred girl i mean he's gonna get a hundred yeah, so far he yeah. has like it, it makes he has, yeah he has three or four um oh let's pick a of the main three or four that we have so far let's do a quick pick who's your favorite i'm gonna go with the uh, her name is Karane and uh, and she's like uh, the Sudere, uh the Sundere, the hot spice. Oh, like she's, she's really just good, like yeah. angry orange and hair one, right? orange hair one exactly. Yeah. So that's mine. Uh, Gizmo, who's your favorite? She, she's my best go to. Very good. Oh, is she? She's kind of fun. Yeah, I and am like, a fan of the. As I try to pull up real quick, I am a fan of. Huckery, who is the thick-thighed one that has so yes. far been my favorite. Yes, Pink Hill. She's one of the – yeah, we both picked the original two girlfriends that he meets. He met the the bookworm girl is fun and cute, except she can't talk like Sumi, and that's – I hate that trope. We all and, hate that. And like Komi, she's, uh, and she's such a basic version of the trope, I feel like. And, yeah. And I, the, the gimmick that she talks um, through like um, – the the book that she has carrying around all the time that that's kind of fun for like three minutes maybe but then they do the entire episode I'm like ah, come on we don't need her yeah, I, mean, I, out, I don't need sure. this show I don't know I'm 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 not gonna watch this guys I'm sorry <laughs> yeah, no 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 you have to watch this show <laughs> no, literally this no. <laughs> yes yes no hold on this show is built on girlfriends built this house okay. And in this house, we respect Listen, all, all 100 this house, girlfriends. This house is made of recycled material because we haven't made a cent off it. So fuck that. He doesn't have to watch. <laughs> if, if I have time, maybe for the memes, I'm going to... got to get I, the memes, buddy. The, but honestly, this was not... It's okay, this was guess. painful it's to watch. Okay. Let's, you and me, funny. we'll just keep watching those edgy shows for the rest of the season. <laughs> Now this is the plummet show of the season because 1, of thousand percent. This is one hundred girlfriends who really, 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 really love you, and uh, we can't get away from girlfriends, can we, Ed? No, no. Until this episode burns, it's going to be girlfriends all the time, <laughs> every season, without fail. I love that. Um, we did go around the horn for this show and and ask if you had a best girl so far of – I don't know how much you've seen, but I was seeing – Oh, I forgot had, her name, uh, but blonde hair, 100%. Not blonde hair, uh, pink hair, pink hair. Yes, pink um, hair. Hana Zono? Hakari? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hakari, you got it. Best girl, 1,000%. Oh, man. Wait till you see the uh, – the the swimsuit episode too and people but we, that wasn't even out when we recorded the original thing so y'all go oh, check okay. out the swimsuit episode i'm excited <laughs> i know what i'm watching tonight 
But speaking, I, I, my, my transition is slowly disappearing. I was going to say, speaking of recycling, King, can you tell us why there's a seven deadly sins on our, uh, our list here? Dude, you cannot keep this junkie away from his fix. And that, folks, is Seven Deadly Sins. Um, this is based, of course, on the 2021 manga by Nakabu, Nakaba Suzuki. And this Nakabu is a follow-up. There we go. <laughs> this is a follow-up to his original manga and anime series that you might have heard of, The Seven Deadly Sins. This is uh, specifically called The Four Nights of, of the Apocalypse. Uh, it's it, it set like 16 years after uh, the, the events of Seven Deadly Sins. So far, we haven't met any of the original characters, and I'll just give a quick plot synopsis. Percival is, was, is a kind boy who lives on the frontier called the Finger of God, along with his grandfather. However, the world was not kind enough to let peace and tranquility last for long. An encounter with a mysterious knight changed their destiny, and a shocking truth comes to light. The boy then sets off on an endless journey. And really, the secret there, by the way, it's in the first episode, somebody comes and kills his grandfather because he had some, you know, he was in some organization or whatever. I think it's the Holy Knights in, in this series. And we find out that the man who killed his grandfather is Percival's father. So now he's, it's like a, a revenge story. He's on the hunt to go find his father right now. He's going to meet some friends that are going to form the four Knights of the apocalypse. And it's just as they sound, these four people are supposed to bring the end of the world. Uh, except Percival's like a cute, fun kid. Let me just say all this because I want to be quick about it. This is good. And I'm shocked to be saying that to you right now. Wow. This has been a series that I think have has been terrible for a very long time. And I still watch it anyways, no matter what they produce. Um, it's it's looks good. Uh, it's definitely it's your basic shonen trope. Got to go get revenge for who killed my dad. But I'm fun and cute and quirky along the way and making friends. So basic ass bitch shown in story, but we're we're back to we got something good now. Um, it's not the most amazing thing ever, but I I was really pleased with with you know how it's looking and feeling. So there I you go, exactly. To, I was supposed I was supposed to time you on this, and I totally forgot. Anyway, <laughs> let's keep it moving. There, there. I re- I recommend let's, it if you're a fan. Check it out. Listen, I need to stop for a moment, and this is where we would insert a commercial for Manga Club if we had it. Uh, Ed, get slapping. Get slap after you after you get that uh, recovered yourself. It's time to get that uh, rolling. But just to point out, an hour ago, Nick posted after he saw what was going on that is three hours. He's going to try to speed run Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess manga first three volumes. Let's go! <laughs> it's a boys' club tonight. Here we go. Anyways, that's uh, your manga shout out. Uh, let's move on. Gizmo, quite possibly. We go from the lows to the lows to the highest of the highs. Talk to us about this season's darling. Okay, so Sosono Frieren. I know I don't know if you've heard about this obscure show. <laughs> no, but um, I'm gonna keep it quick. So this is based on a 2020 manga by um, Kanehito Yamada and Tsukasa Abe, and it's made by Studio Madhouse. Um, the Demon mm. King has been defeated, and the victorious hero party returns home before they before the spending and someone is blocking the view okay uh, the four uh, mage Frieden, hero himmel priest titer and warrior eisen 
reminisce about their de de decade-long journey as a moment to bid each other farewell arrives. But the passing of time is different for elves. Thus, Freon witnesses her companions slowly pass away one by one. Um, as I said, we, we don't really have to t talk a long time about this because everyone's talking about this show. It's really good. Um, we read the manga for Manga Club, um, the mm -hmm. first three volumes, and I really liked it yep. then. And I think Madhouse has really done great job on the adaptation here. Yeah. Definitely they put out their, their, A, their A team on this. Um, I don't even... I don't even feel like like the dissecting everything that's happened. They they dropped like a f uh, four episodes at the same time. Um, oh wow! That has been released as a movie, I think, in Japan. Sadly, we didn't really get the movie version here in the West. But um, just just watch it, guys. It's really good. It's everybody's loving it. Every from what I hear, it's like the one of the most yeah. popular shows of the season. Yeah, and for good reason, I think it's it it, it definitely is a s slow paced show, especially at first. Um, But that comes kind of a setting. It's um, very, it's a great melancholic atmosphere that they build up yeah. because Freeran has to watch basically her party die, and she she lives on. She lives. She has lived for thousands of years, or a thousand years, I think, to be precise. Yeah. And but she kind of slowly gets into the rhythm and 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 tries to form more connections with humans even though they die so quickly <laughs> and i don't know it's it's a great story i love it Mike, yeah um i uh yeah this story really touched me because uh actually i think around uh i want to say when we were how long ago did we read this Anyways, I had I had What suffered some some recent oh. losses, and so like for it is very sort of uh, good at representing the sort of march of time and how things change, and how, and you can it gives a glimpse into the idea of a care of a person that's practically immortal compared to everything else, right? And so like how they spend their time and what they do and yada 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 bad is different to them than it is to us humans which are to free in what like maybe a cat or a hamster is to a human right so mm. it's it's i, I think it, mm. it does a really interesting job doing that and representing those kind of things it does get very shonen-y uh later on uh but at least we get madhouse just flip and going all balls out on the animation Uh, some very good artistry being used there. Better people than me know exactly who's in charge there, who's animation directors and such. But anyways, that's that's my two thoughts on it. I kind of hope it slows down a little bit after what happened in the latest episodes. Because as you said, it's yeah. getting very shonen-y and very like battle-focused. And this yeah, is like, not really what the, what the story is being sold as in the beginning. And so I hope they like, kind of turn it back a little bit. We'll we'll definitely see. Yeah, it definitely it felt like we had an entire episode to basically come to the resolution that we knew we we're going to get at the end. But anyways, I digress. That's that's it's like episode ten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so God. I don't want to I don't want to get too much into it. But uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's Fran. Uh, what's what's the English title for it? I know so so um, no Fran Beyond the Journey or something. I think. It's yeah, something like that. Beyond the Journey. Uh, let's talk about another show that uh, 
that is uh, maybe not so respectful. I don't know. The Rising of the Shield Hero Season 3. King and myself have been watching this one. Uh, I've been vaguely keeping up with the seasons as they come out. Originally, it was based on a 2012 light novel series written by uh, Eneko Yusagi. Um, oh boy, this is this is a... a actually, it's funny. I have a, a friend who's uh, a big fan of this. Uh, it's one of her guilty pressures. And I try to piece out why, and, it, and she doesn't really tell me. But this is... Man, this is like... This is, I feel like, the start of the slavery sort of uh what would be the term for it the slavery kind of like uh fantasy you know what i mean like the idea about a man just being able to buy a bunch of hot like battle ladies to come walking around with them <laughs> yeah fetishization and uh lots of other issues on top of that but anyways uh so, so they two? go back to slavery well, yeah oh yeah like the, they never they never left slavery. Well, That's yeah, why I like the dumbest parts of this show. The, okay, there yeah, was a show while ago, Black Summoner, who did it so on the sly. It was very funny. It was like, what slavery? But you're like, no, <laughs> the totally the second girl that you have was was true. Anyways, um, but yeah, he's constantly returning to this, the slave owner who then hooks him up with another slave owner who looks exactly like him in another <laughs> city. It's oh my gosh, whatever. Uh, That's crazy so, that they doubled down on the slavery part because well, remember guys, at the he, end of he, season one, it felt like they kind of go away from all the slavery aspects. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. remember he saw the 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 slave sailor was the only person that would give uh, what's his name? Uh, Natsua. Nafumi. Nafumi. Yeah, the time of day, basically, right? Yeah, he wasn't able that, to get anyone. That's the thing about the first season, right? That it, it, the beginning was a revenge arc where he got really, like, fucked by, by the kingdom. By... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and bitch. What, I don't even Mal- remember what her original name was. Multi Melromac, but, anyway. Mel- but everybody calls her bitch. That's And it's well, so that, funny when that, they say it. I'm a... like, that's so cheesy. Yeah. Because, <laughs> well, because it was a royal decree or something like that, wasn't it? Nafomi demanded that 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 be her name be changed a bitch. So, um, yeah, but I, I, that that's crazy that they go back to that. But is is this show worth watching in season three? Uh, I'm still I'm still sticking with it. I think it's just if you're a fan of the show and of the series, maybe check it out. But it's right now they're doing like a they were doing like a like a little tiny battle arc of hey we're in an underground uh, battle arena situation for a contest to get money to buy more slaves so that because remember (laughs) he's a good slave owner okay that's the difference is that he's a good slave owner he's he's okay yeah it's it's just very dorky and it's just the main thing though is he's building up his territory and kingdom he's got to get all the heroes back together as well just because there's more attacks coming from the sky or whatever and so that's like also a side like issue going on all the heroes pretty much hate each other at this point and they don't want to work together but they have to so i think he's going to get he's getting the band back together but mike that's all i got right now i'll keep my, watching my, my just because i like guys, it is, is the show fun again because i i no. really liked season one no actually okay i i disagree <laughs> no it's not fun i don't i don't think it is fun i, I think it's i i, I Season two was apparently people consider it a bad arc in the light novels. It was badly done in the anime. It was badly animated. It looked like <laughs> trap. 
And this feels like we're back to, we have this wacky tournament art with a big booby whale, killer whale lady, which is kind of hot. And uh, like, just all the same, like they have bitched that character back again. And she's just being as trashy as always. Charlie trying to undermine uh, Nafumi and undermine. other. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) And like the animation, like they've come, like they definitely stepped up this time and the animation looks a lot sharper this time around. So I think it's a bit, a bit back to form. Like, um, Anyways, that's 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 my two cents uh, worth. Gives. Uh, could you could you take us away to uh, our next show? Yes, I will. Uh, I will be is taking not, a look at. Is, did I miss skip something here? I thought we're doing Returners Magic. No, no. Or uh, did uh, I nope, our dating, dating story. story. Oh, sh- Nikes. Okay, sorry there, King. Go ahead. That's okay. Cut all this out. <laughs> all right, nope. our, ne- our next show, <laughs> leave it in. Fuck you guys. Our, our next show <laughs> is our dating. I know. Our dating story The Experienced You and the Inexperienced Me. This is based on the 2020 light novel by Makiko Nagaoka for story and Magako for art. Nagakao and Magakao. Okay, I wonder if that's, I don't know, different people, I assume. It's by Studio NG, who, what else did they, what have they made? Oh, Uzaki-chan, which I know some people like. Uh, And I don't really recognize anything else, to be honest. So that's okay. Um, This is a story about Ryuto Kashima is the school's gloomy introvert. And he's got a crush on Runa Shirakawa, the popular girl. After losing a bet to classmates, he confesses his feelings to Runa one day. Shocked and secretly, just as inexperienced as Ryuto, uh, Runa agrees to date him. The relationship grows between the uh, two people who are as similar as they are different. Will their young love love blossom? Time will tell. Uh, This is our every season has a show where it's the nerdy guy asks the uh, popular trendy girl out. Or maybe they're in some sort of class project where they have to be be together thinking of... um, Oh, what was that? Le- they, the marriage story uh, show that is very similar. Uh, oh, married couple, but barely. No. More, yeah, oh, yeah, more than a married <laughs> couple. Married yeah, more than a married couple, less than a bunch of assholes or something. Um, you miss or, every shot something. you don't take. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is also similar to My Dress Up Darling. Um, there's actually another show that is definitely this. It's called. Um, Oh, I don't want to read. My the, girlfriend is a gal or something. My, yeah, my first my first girlfriend is a gal or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This show is just um, easy watching, relaxing, low stakes for the most part. Uh, kind of fun, trashy show for everybody to check out. Um, the, it's it's funny. The Runa, the gal, like the girl, she's like, yeah, we should have sex immediately, and he's like, whoa, hold your horses, I'm so <laughs> nervous, so he is pure and innocent in every single way, um, so they're taking their time, he really wants her to like him, and vice versa, so that's kind of a cute aspect of it, and uh, the other strong point is this main girl, Runa, has a uh, sister, a twin sister uh, that is a fraternal twin, so they don't look alike or anything, that is in the picture, and this twin sister is fucking crazy, she uh, loves the main character, Ryoto, as well, and she's trying to 
kind of step in their relationship and she is my my hope for the future of this show honestly because i think in the first couple of episodes it's very wholesome kind of romance story and it's actually not that she necessarily wants to have sex with him it's just that she thinks from her past experiences that that's what guides want when they want to go out with her it's because they want sex and um she kind of learns over time to appreciate the relationship that they have because she's he's like oh no no we need, we should get to know each other and appreciate each other and that's all kind of wholesome and cute but you know, guys know me i need more spice in my romance shows and i think well, the, the sister she could bring the spice i'm she I've, might I've be that like, spice i've seen like the first four episodes and at the end of episodes four um she she has the younger look and it's like yeah i'm gonna fuck shit up and i'm like yes please yes because <laughs> i was like yes please completely change your personality and fuck up this show that is what i'm talking about um i'm gonna That's keep watching this i would definitely recommend this to anybody who is fans of the shows that we mentioned previously it's fun it's wholesome but if there yeah there's some like kind of weird stuff going on with the sisters so Keep with it. Keep checking it out. And with that, I'm good to move us on. Uh, I I just want to say I do appreciate that the main character doesn't hold anything against Runa. The fact that she was previously quite promiscuous, but I wouldn't even say that she was promiscuous. It was more like she was just taken. She's a bit naive and was taken advantage of, right? Because she herself doesn't really get much enjoyment out of sex, which kind of you, you need to be if you want to we, we have it it's just more the expectation that yeah. she she thought she was expected she, to she's provide being that as a slut in the school that's just, yeah but he doesn't yeah. he kind of stands up immediately like two people like he comes out of a shell he doesn't just lurk and i appreciate that aspect of him yeah so sure. good boy he's a good he's a he's a good boy good boy Good moral fiber, as someone on this show would say. Yeah, there okay. you go. He's and he's got lots of it. Oh boy! All right, now it's time for Gizmo to talk about returning magic should be special. Yes, a return this of title, magic should be special. This is a bad title. It's just a, a weird just, title. It this might, is not a good title. It might be because this is actually not... Um, the source material is actually not Japanese, but it's uh, South Korean. So I don't know if that's, ah. if that's like weird translation into Japanese, then into English or something. I don't know. It's based on the 2018 manhwa by Sonan Yu and Jaka Uk. I'm sorry, I don't know how else to pronounce his name. <laughs> you try, you get, that was a good try. <laughs> I tried my best. Um, and it's uh, made by Avo Animation, which I've also never heard about. Let's see, what else did they do? Oh, they did You Never Learn, I think, is that show? We, we Never Learn, sorry. Uh, so some edgy kind of harem show. And Ooh, one of the monster musumes. Yeah, but not not a lot of stuff in general. Um, so the world is on the brink of destruction after a devastating ten-year war in the Shadow Labyrinth. Desir Hermann, I think it's it's Hermann in, in the synopsis. It says Armon, but this might be another translation issue. I think in the 
translation I've seen, it's Dese Hermann. As one of the last skilled magicians left standing, but even he is no match for the formidable foe threatening humanity's very existence. Just when he's certain the end has come, he is sent back in time to his early days of studying magic at the, at the prestigious Hebrion Academy. With this rare second chance, Desir is determined to save not only himself, but also the friends and comrades he once lost. Armed with the knowledge of what the future holds, can his effort make a difference, or are they all doomed to relive the same terrible destiny? So this show, first of all, it starts off with a terrible fucking CG dragon, and I was <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> oh, oh boy. boy. <laughs> oh boy. Here we go again. <laughs> um, and the plot seems kind of generic, and The, the story, it, it, it is kind of generic, but somehow I feel like there's a bit more to the story than your your everyday generic fantasy show. Um, I think the story is kind of fun. Um, he he builds his, his party at the school and we also have, we all, all the time we have this, this looming backstory that we know, he knows all these people, they fight against the big bad evil that's threatens to destroy humanity and they lose in the end and so he's he's kind of trying to to railroad everything uh, so that people get stronger overall and um i don't know i think the premise is kind of fun it's 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 not the usual fare for me even though there are lots of the usual shows like they go go to the school and there's some bullies and you know the the typical stuff happened but I was I was just entertained by the story of all. I don't know how you guys feel. Um, it's been I feel like it had a okay start minus the CGI dragon, and I was like, okay, I can kind of get into this magical school world, more magical school, of course. And then I just watched, um, I think it was like episode four or five. There's this one character named I think it's Pram Prom Pram Schneider. <laughs> Pram Schneider. And uh it's not even Schneider. Schneider would be a typical German name, but it's Schneiser. Nice. <laughs> it's like Schnauzer. Schneiser. Um and we've got we're getting his backstory about being a swordsman and whatnot, and I'm finding myself not caring. Like I'm just yeah. like I I'm also watching the dub, by the way. I don't know. That's oh. <laughs> like something different for me. And It's okay. It's not terrible um, by any means. Uh, prom has kind of sounds annoying, so that might maybe I'll switch over to the sub and that'll be better. But yeah, I don't find myself caring a lot about these characters because the whole point is like I need to go back in time to save my friends and prepare for this thing that's going to kill us. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't actually care if they kill them or not right now. So <laughs> you might just all die. Then. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I don't really care. So uh, I'll stick with it for a couple more episodes, but. It's gotta make a few more improvements. I, I mean, think. I can I can totally see that. After the first, like I want to say, two or three episodes, I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. And so this might be my my trash fantasy show of the season, kind of like the the farming isekai, if you remember that one from a couple of seasons ago. Yep. But yeah, I I can see your point. Like after five episodes, I'm also like, ah, this could just go the very generic fantasy action route, and I don't know. Oh. We will see, I guess. Yeah, shout out to character Ad Jess King's Crown. Um, she's a babe, so that's all for me. <laughs> She reminds me of the the what's her face in Danmachi. 
the the blonde knight's character girl yes yes quiet strong knight yeah no that's totally her um yeah not a really original show by any means very stoic ains weissenberg sorry that's that's the blonde uh knight weissenberg yeah a returner's magic should be special take it away all right, so this one I'm a little excited for because I, I read the manhwa um, when it first started coming out, um, and then I stopped just because I caught up to it and I like to binge read. Um, but this one's pretty good as far as uh, this is one of the ones I when you think of like essentially what would be considered a shonen uh, when it comes to Korean like manhwa. This is one of the ones that comes up along with like solo leveling and a few other ones. Where this one, this one's like a regression story. So he essentially goes back in time to see if he could make himself better for the imminent danger. Uh, this this one's gonna be definitely a fun watch. It's 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 a little op five head e, but it's not like a the MC's very likable. He's not insufferable like in other shows. <laughs> Have you met the? Um... Oh, this is another show actually with a little Shota that has the sword. Have you met yeah. him, homeboy yet? Yeah. Yeah. There's a. There's an. Is this a season of Shota? Yeah. <laughs> We're me and Ed have are now battling Gizmo for his season of Edgelord. We're gonna find a third Shota for this to <laughs> we, battle. We definitely need a third Shota show. Hundred percent. But this one's gonna be fun. Uh, I wish the animation was a little better. It does kind of look a little rough at points because in the manhwa they have some pretty good uh, fight scenes and stuff. So we'll see if they could pick it up, at least for, for the fight scenes. And we'll see how everything else goes. Sweet. I think her last name was... Uh, I don't remember. It's uh, yeah. Long, but yeah, she... Of her. Exactly. Anyways, Not Mike, important. do you want to take us into... Oh, this are is you, a Mike show. You, oh, hey, you're this coaching. This is a Mike listen. show. You listen. Union rules. If I'm hosting, I'm introducing the next show. Okay. I'm sorry. Stop stepping on my had, toes. But I'm sorry. But this is the most Mike title show I've ever heard. This is you. This is you, baby. It's your time to shine. <laughs> the vexations of a shut-in vampire princess, based on a 2020 light novel by Richu. Uh, who, why, who, you write, put the art writer first. Oh, that was the illustrator. And it is written by uh, Kotai uh, Kobayashi. Uh, and it's being animated by Project Number Nine. Not really super familiar with that studio. Uh, not to say that it isn't. Uh, uh, they did, oh, they did, did uh, Higa Hero, the show, uh, like, after being oh. rejected, I shaved and took in the high school. Uh, high school. Yeah. All right. So yeah. they, they know why. Hmm, maybe this, the studio and knows my likes. And character Tomozaki also. Uh. All right. Three years into her life as a shut-in vampire Terra Com oh wait, what's a Terra Komari? Terra Komani <laughs> Glane's blood. Uh Komari for short awakens to find it. She's been appointed a commander in the Mulnite Imperial Army. The thing is, her new unit consists solely of belligerent ruffians who revolt against their superiors and the slightest hint of weakness. It should be noted they are all vampires, hence why they're apparently uh you know might make right. 
Although Kamari hails from a line of vampires as powerful as they are prestigious, her refusal to drink blood has made her the picture of mediocrity, scrawny, uncoordinated, and inept at magic. With odds stacked against her, will the help of her trusty and slightly infatuated maid, Vil, be enough to, for this recluse to blunder like her way to success? Made. What's that? Slightly Swipe. horny maid. Well, yeah, yeah, uh... Who doesn't want love a horny maid? Or will Kumari rue the day she ever left the safety of her room? I, she rues it. She rues it quite often. Uh, <laughs> she is a neat. She wants to stay in her home. She just wants head pets. That's all. Um, and far as I'm concerned, she can just stay in her room. She's fine. She's beautiful. She's perfect the way she is. She doesn't need to do anything. So yeah, uh, this show goes pretty, uh, pretty hard pretty quick. Uh, I would say, uh, Giz, how far did you all you only watch the first episode? Yeah, and that was that. You first. you bounced. I was like, this yeah. is a mic show. <laughs> yeah, it kind of plays off goofy, but it goes uh, it goes pretty hard early on with uh, with like well, again, bullying and stuff like that. It, it's and kind it's of fun that like her army is kind of like a pack of wolves, and it's the slightest slightest hint of like oh. Yeah, she's, she's not so she has she to kind of keep up this. They're going to pounce on her, and that's kind but of interesting. It, 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 the, the reason is, is because like uh, she's seen as very weak, and without kind of giving it, guess what? She's not actually that weak, but there's a big caveat to it, right? Um, so if you like, uh, not quite lolly vampires, but definitely sort of petite uh you, you know slight lolly yeah she's kind of she 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 fits in she's like the uh she's not the smallest version of uh kiss shot uh you know under her blah 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 she's like uh she's like that tween age kind of version of her anyways uh it's been a very cute show for me i feel like I can't really say much about spoiling it because a lot of her character build is in the first little bit. And we get to understand the fact that the maid is have been infatuated for since school because of the fact that uh, Kamari basically stood up for Vil uh, when she used to get bullied, basically. And uh, lots of tragic backgrounds, lots of things like that. But it's it's been an interesting show so far. Uh, and uh, has some pretty good moments of animation. So yeah, I'm going to leave it. Decent. Uh, it looks better than than average for sure. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to try to keep this short, but we're going to kind of keep King even shorter. King, <laughs> let's talk about season whatever this is of Ancient Magnus Bride. Ready? Let's do it. All right. Okay. We got the, just to clarify, Mike, we got season two, a part two of Ancient Magus Ride. And oh, here's sorry. the situation, folks. I, I only yes. have a limited time to tell you that I am officially, as of this moment, dropping this show. Okay. Oh, no. So we're at the magic school. Uh, the second. Exactly. That's pretty much it. Like, it's boring. It's boring me. There's nothing interesting going on anymore. I really enjoyed the first season. I enjoyed. Uh, some of the OVAs, but this magic school shit that that the main character has been at is just like uninteresting to me. I don't care about these other students. They did a bad job introducing all of them, in my opinion. Um, I talk with uh, our friend Snowman on the Discord a lot about it, and he has he's kind of like 
Yeah, it's it's kind of hit a rut. It's it, it's just not it's, it's the world isn't that interesting anymore because they're trapped in this school for the most of it. Not, not like physically, but like that's where most of the show's taking place. So for me, I got to free up some time. I have too much anime I'm watching and I'm really I'm really actually disappointed that I'm not loving this show more cuz I fell in love with the world with the idea of the ancient magus bride um with bone daddy of course shout out bone daddy but so i I, i'm kind of bummed to be dropping this and i'm I'm bummed where it's at i just don't care anymore there there were a lot of red flags i feel like because uh it's not by made by studio vid anymore like the first season right and Mm -hmm. it's also like it's been six years or something since season one so they dropped the ball Long pause between seasons is always, eh. and then the different studio. It just what fell through the cracks for me. So um, if you love this show, that's good for you. I used to love this stuff, and now I, I got to get rid of it, man. I got to – I need to watch more trash, which we can talk about <laughs> here in a little bit. All right. That's it for I, me. I, I totally checked out, so you actually got two minutes there. Yeah. <laughs> I must say oh, okay, cool. the longest minute I've <laughs> Anyways, let's, uh, you know what, let's, let's take a break and listen to some messages from our sponsor, honey bear, honey bear, going to bring your ass to the fair. Listen up. You need a commercial being broadcast, and you give it to us, and we'll play it. Anime, Warhammer, whatever. Bunny. There is a bunny in our bedroom. Wait, no, this is the living room. Shout us out and send us those commercials. What is the Anime Plummet? Yeah, this isn't your same old podcast you hear week to week. Um, cartoon podcast. Yeah, we podcast about about the trash, about the, the, the shit that so no one else wants to talk about. Podcast about anime on the not-so-safe-for-work side. Trashy alternative. The, the literary like watching things that are bad? This is the podcast you can't tell your friends about because we cover so much smut and garbage that just isn't covered on other shows. He's old Mexican. All so. the trashy isekais. <laughs> yeah, that's what, what I expected yeah, I as well. Yeah, I can do that as well. Uh, listen to it. Don't take it too seriously. It's that's, just cartoons. Uh, how would I describe this podcast? It's I. Check out the Anime Plummet Podcast, part of the Anime Summit Podcast Network. Why are you laughing at me?
There he is, Mr. Laundry. Laundry, that's the word I was looking for. Sorry, it was finished before we started. I just forgot. So I... What is the German? What's the German word for laundry? Uh, Wäsche. Wäsche. Yeah. Yeah, I was. We we're gonna say you're pretty quick at taking off, taking, putting on, and taking out that gimp suit. So. Ha! Huh? It was. The gimp suit. It's the. You know what a gimp is? No. Oh. Uh, gimp. <laughs> Yeah, I don't feel like going into this right now, to be honest. Oh, never mind. The, All right, uh, let's so get to oddly, it. Oddly, it's something that, and, that, like, it's a bad stereotype for Germans, so, oddly enough. But anyways, that's it's, it's neither here nor there. Are you being so, racist again, Mike? Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and that's um, what we should come back in on right there. Are you being racist again, Mike? <laughs> um, I All haven't right. finished adding the studios to the... Yep. Shows. Okay. All right. Well, let's get to it. Welcome back. Thank you. Settle down there, King. All right. You're not in charge of this show. I tell us when we're back on. All right. I'm trying to take over again here. Okay. He wants to host every episode. So you calm down now. Welcome back to the show. I'm just. All right. Take it away, Mike. I give you permission as. Not host. This this episode's being Shanghaied, but instead we're going to go to Shangri-La Frontier with Gizmo. Take us away, bud. Alrighty, Shangri-La Frontier. Um, this is based on the 2020 manga by Ryosuke, Ryosuke Fuji and Katarina, uh, and it's made by Studio Two C Two C. Second-year high school student uh, Rakoru Hisotome is interested in one thing only, finding shitty games and beating the crap out of them. His gaming skills are second to none, and no gaming is too bad for him to enjoy. So when he's introduced to the new VR game, Shangri-La Frontier, he does what he does best, min-maxing and skips the prologue to jump straight into the action. But can even an expert gamer like Rakuro discover all the secrets that Shangri-La Frontier hides? So this is a very hyped new VR MMO action fantasy show. Um, it looks really good. It sounds really good. Like the production value is definitely there. The fights are super smooth. Um, the main character is actually pretty interesting. Now, that being said, I actually have a hot take about this anime. I do not understand why this is so hyped because it looks great and it sounds great but what actually happens in this show is the same shit we see every season with every of these mmo game uh animes it's main character levels up like farms weapons buys gear goes through the same shit that every other main character in, in, in these shows goes through and uh, it's a bit tiring and I know I mean the, the fights are very hype and it's cool that there's obviously a lot of effort put into this show but if the underlying story and the underlying characters are not in, more interesting than the other shows then this is not something that will hold my interest forever and um 
I'm gonna continue watching this show because there's so much effort put into it and I kind of am hopeful that it does something interesting. But so far, from what I've seen, and I'm on episode five right now, it's it's definitely not as hype as people make it out to be. They like this is I, I think people are so starved for fantasy shows and especially this kind these kind of shows that are very gamified. Um uh because because every other show looks so shitty and is so um bare bones and low effort that if something comes out that looks decent that everyone's like whoa oh my god let's fucking go <laughs> um yeah so i'm mixed feelings i mean it's it's definitely above the average but that's not saying much in this genre sadly so we will see Very yeah good. i I have heard of from just some other anime podcasts that I've been listening to a lot of folks hyping this up. I just, it, it missed my radar and I've already got too much to pick up. So I don't know. I don't think I'll pick that one up. I will let you know if it's worth watching so far. I would say you could, you can skip it. I mean, if, uh, unless you're super hyped for, for crisp animation and stuff, like if you think Demon Slayer is the best anime ever, then <laughs> maybe give this a watch because it, it looks Comparable. Don't we have I mean, a, it's not don't we have a, a buff birdman? Well, a buff dude that wears a bird mask. Yeah, yeah. He he's like he's this power gamer. He's naked and and has only a bird mask, and he's a super glass cannon build. Where he's all about dodging attacks and the, this whole this whole premise, like him being a connoisseur of shitty games. Like he, he's <laughs> he's collecting trash games and uh, with broken mechanics. And that makes him super powerful in a real game, quote unquote. It's so bullshit. Like this is not how it works. Like, if you get used to shitty mechanics, then that doesn't make you good in other games. Yeah. Uh, it's likes- funny though. Naked naked runs are very much like a thing of Monster Hunter. Like if you're super good at Monster Hunter, you don't even need armor. Like yeah, like yeah, it's, absolutely. It's kind of die the meme. I think that Dark Souls ever get hit. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's kind of the meme that, that Dark Souls made uh, really yeah. famous with the there's one guy or Elden Ring for example there's one guy that's called uh, Let Me Solo Her that beats the hardest boss in the game like completely naked and uh, yeah. it's, it's it's a meme I don't know yeah uh, King sorry I stepped on you what were you gonna say there. <laughs> Shangri-La this is another one I didn't know too much about um mm-hmm. but but Gizmo's pretty psyched on it but go ahead take it go on Ed yeah this one's probably one of my favorite shows of the season it's a it's a really fun watch it's kind of like um if Sword Art Online got rid of you die in the game you die in real life like this is what what the creators of, of that world wanted it to originally be before it killed people you know <laughs> Like this is just a, a fun, fun anime where the MC just uh, he just likes playing shitty games and he finally plays a good one for once. And you see a lot of references to old games and other games too, which is pretty fun. Very enjoyable. It's probably going to be like my fun watch weekly show this season. Yeah, I know Gizmo was really digging on this one, so you guys can can double team it and check us out when we do our uh, final review on all these good shows because I think these are getting passed along. <laughs>
I was just gonna say, if this guy likes shitty games and he likes trashy things, he should check out oh, this podcast. Here. That <laughs> right here, that guy. Yeah. I would recommend Anime Plummet to this guy. I Definitely thought you were it. about to step on my toes again. I was, I, I was just gonna rage quit. So, anyway, much like Mike, I, much like Mike, I rage quit <laughs> my uh, in my back of my like gaming online gaming days. Uh, let's 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 let me let me ring this bell, and let me talk to you about Eminence and Shadow, season two. You already know what this is. This is the show of Chuni Boyos everywhere. The the guy who wants to be so strong he could defeat a nuclear bomb because that's what every Japanese person dreams of is being able to finally fight back against the American threat of nuclear bombs being thrown at them. Yes, that's right. And to do it, he had himself killed. Well, actually, I don't think he killed himself. He accidentally got killed. So he could be reincarnated in a world with magic. And now he's got this massive harem of all these elves and beast ladies that are with him and they everyone for whatever reason in this world whatever crazy thing he imagines it happens and we're back with more um in fact discords everywhere got took over with the quotes he kept saying which is the red moon has risen or something like that the time has come oh, yeah, I, I, I heard of that I yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah blaze was doing out on the server a bit Anyways, apparently they had to ban it outright on other servers where there's like younger people that were like super getting into it. So I've seen comments on other shows where people were commenting this, that same shit on below the episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it, it kind of got ridiculous for a while there. So he's uh, he's back, but now interesting enough, he's turned the tables. He's decided that because there's nothing that can quite challenge him enough. He's essentially now fighting his own ladies. He's turned the tables. He said, that's right. I'm going to help this fox lady over here. And we're going to try to beat the mega corporation that my ladies came up with. The the Mishibishi or whatever the heck the company's Shadow called. Garden. Not Shadow Garden. They, they created a business, like a business front for Shadow oh. Garden that does very okay. well. It's like got fashion and sweets and a whole bunch of other different things anyways so like he's going directly to war with them but without telling them and he's taking on this persona of agent smith where have you heard <laughs> that before anyway agent smith yes the, so it, it is it is doubling down on the dumbness doubling down on the just sort of believing its own hype and just uh going for broke uh very enjoyable Anyways, it continues to be a fun romp. And I totally went over my minute. Shit. Not following your own rules. <laughs> I should have. Unfortunately, I should have timed you on that. Yeah, I should have. I Once I got going, I wasn't paying attention to the clock anymore. Anyways, all I'll right. I'll time you next time. All right. Uh, Anyways, oh, Mike, I wanted to add one thing about Eminence and Shadow Season 2, and that is big collars. They got big collars. Uh, actually, Agent, Agent Smith don't do no big colors. He's reinventing himself. So, anyways, but King, tell us about other disgraceful actions besides yes. getting rid of their big collars. Uh, this morning, I woke up with a bit of a hangover. As I've said, I celebrated Ed's birthday really hard on my own time without him. Happy birthday, Ed. Uh, and I woke up early and I needed something to ease into my Sunday. 
I was recommended this show uh, by a friend of ours named Zayla on the Discord. Shout out Zayla. And it is called I'm Giving the Disgraced Noble Lady I Rescued a Crash Course in Naughtiness. That's right. It's based on the 2020 light novel by Sakura Miwabe for art and Samataro Fukada for writing. It is Studio Zero G and Digital Network Animation. It is about Alan Crawford is a misan- uh, misanthropic sorcerer known as the Dark Lord. When he comes across Charlotte Evans, a noblewoman exiled on false charges, his memories of being betrayed three years ago come rushing back. He decides to teach Charlotte about all the pleasures, vices, and joys of naughty living. Ooh. Ooh. Can a broken heart be mended with righteous living? These two are bound to find out. Um I like I said, I woke up hungover as hell this morning. I needed something to ease into. And I was quite surprised with this show because it is very cute, very sweet, innocent. Um, I know they play on the word naughtiness a lot throughout the show, but it's it's like their version of being naughty is like, ooh, Gizmo, what if you had two cakes for dessert instead of just one? How naughty of you. <laughs> or you know it's just like ooh gizmo how about instead of me buying you one dress i buy you two dresses and we splurge on shopping and self-care ooh, ooh so it's it's daring. yeah really it's it's a uh, he's teaching her the lessons of like self-care in the form of naughtiness because obviously mike and i were talking before you got back is from the break and i'm like i clearly i want them to hook up because there's a like you know romantic tension i'm like i want them to be naughty yeah. naughty together so um and we're getting a little bit more of that as the episodes uh, carry on is there's like romantic gestures and, and sentiments going on so super innocent super sweet it's not a etchy show by any means like i said um the naughtiness is just examples of self-care and Hey man, mm. I promote that big time. Take care of yourself. Splurge a little bit here and there if you if you can on on what you love. Um, take time for yourself. And he's kind of bringing her out of her shell story. That's that's what you're getting. Um, what do you, what, what about you guys? Anything? Any? Th- there's nothing major going on. I think it's just a cute, fun show. Low stakes. I've only watched two episodes. It seems very cute and and wholesome. But yep, not enough. There's not a lot of story. Yeah, yeah, there's not a lot of like inner plot to keep you enthralled. It's 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 a great show if you're hungover and you just need to watch yeah, something for yeah. the podcast that you're recording later. <laughs> Mike, anything from you or should we keep it moving? No, uh appreciated the pool episode. Uh let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Uh you know, fan service. Let's go. So All day. Uh, all day all day every day uh giz uh, pull us out of the pool and talk to us about more mmos <laughs> yeah oh, that segue <laughs> you, you can you can actually time me off on that one if you want uh, oh yeah, okay of, ready oh, yeah, 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 yeah. here we go Okay, so I play through of a certain dude's VR MMO life. It's based on a 2014 light novel. It's done by Maho Film. A new type of VR MMO called One More Free Life Online is out. 
He locks in as a young boy avatar called Earth. He. Yeah, okay. <lacht> das ist ein Synopsis. Äh, Taichi Tanaka, 38, single, has a regular office job and enjoys playing video games in his free time. In a world where, he, where the player is free to do as they wish, he decides to master a skill that's been deemed to be useless. He makes potions that are too much of a hassle to make, cooks food that is excessively too good and uses bizarre original weapons to hunt monsters. Oh yeah, the bizarre original weapon called bow. In the season where there's Shangri-La Frontier, there's literally no reason to watch this anime. I'm sorry. This is like a 30-something guy that, that plays an MMO and he does stupid shit. It's not worth watching. <laughs> Okay, that's good. All right, loving the soundboard today, Mikey. I love the soundboard. Yeah, we should. I should probably save the the bad trumpet for shows we're going to drop. Is what I should have done, but I realized that too late. We're just going to keep going with this train wreck. All right. Well, let's take us away from shows that we shouldn't watch to our third edgy show of the season. Exactly. Ed- it's called Berserk of Gluttony, based on the 2017 light novel by Ichika Ishiki, uh, with illustrations done by Fame or Fame. I'm not sure. Anyways, studio is ACGT. I'm not sure. Again, one I'm not really familiar with uh- it. America's f- Got Talent. American, American. Oh wait, I can't. The word. No, I'm it's animation of, I and say. computer graphic technology. They've done. Oh, uh, they usually animate fourth stage. They, they, yeah. That's <laughs> funny. I was about to say they're usually responsible for animating wheels, but yeah, okay, that works. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's good. All right. Fate Graphite, or Fae as some of them call him, is one of the Forsaken, cursed with the skill gluttony. He is very uh, ever starving, near, never sated, until the day he kills a dying thief and devours the man's strength and his soul. The hu- true hunger of Fate's gluttony was awakened, and if he can learn to control his powers, he'll be the last at last be the master of his own destiny. He also gets a sword named Greed. Uh, who basically whispers sweet nothings to him the whole time. It's basically like his wingman helps him hook up with babes. It's great. Anyways, uh, yeah, this is this is an interesting one. The main character himself is not particularly terrible, even though he's mistreated himself. But because of circumstances surrounding his thing and the way he's treated, he's kind of forced to become his sort of like not evil character, but uh edgy yeah edgy kind of character though he does uh i thought he was gonna let him live the uh there's a a quote-unquote holy knight that uh the first couple episodes beats up on him and then he meets him out in the field and he literally like cuts all the limbs off him and then i'm like oh you're gonna let him live like that and he's like no 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 you're 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 mine and i'm like ooh, he's embracing the dark side i've not seen that one i've seen up to episode three and it's and so far it it seems like out of all the edge lord shows 
it seemed very generic like the most uh, get normal past, yeah you gotta get past that episode three it gets a little more but it never gets okay. super exciting you know what i mean like it it is the weakest i would say it's the weakest of the three edgy shows yeah i think so too uh but that's that's unfortunate i i spoiled one of the major plot points for you <laughs> anyways <laughs> so I, i'm i'm not gonna watch this anymore I don't yeah think. nothing 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 to talk about animation wise uh trying to think anything else i want to point out about the show um he ends up following if, if uh, last ever shows up you know, because we have gluttony, we have greed, we have, I think, one other sin as well, like grass. Uh, or something. Yeah, the girl with the axe. What was what was her axe's name? I'm trying to think. Because uh, if, if lust ever shows up, <laughs> let me know. All right, <laughs> Maybe. fair enough. It's gonna be another Guys, succubus. Succubus welding a whip. For a second, I was like, wait a minute. Are we talking about the seven deadly sins right now, guys? Come on, <laughs> seriously, get out of here. Stop it. Berserk of Gluttony. Tell us what you think, Ed. <laughs> this is the the third installment of the Edge Lord trilogy. <laughs> uh, I, I also read the manga for this a while ago, maybe like a year or two ago. Uh, the, the manga started releasing, and it was a uh, it's fine. We'll see how he gets. It's essentially uh, he has a a rare skill that's considered one of the mortal sins or whatever. So. If people find out he have that skill, he, he's going to get murdered. And um, it's just more power hungry. So the more he kills, the more he, he gets, the more he eats, the more he gets hungry, essentially. And it's like just an that. ever escalating situation. So it's, mm. it's, a, it's okay. It's not well animated. Um, it's, it's okay, but we'll see. It's, it's a, one of those fine shows just to watch. You know what? Because I love, um, I love the set. I love the idea of the seven deadly sins, not just the terrible show I'm addicted to, as I've talked about <laughs> on the show before. Um, no matter and, what comes out, you will st- keep watching. And no matter, I will. And also, seven deadly sins was on Full Metal Alchemist. Um, yeah, which was always cool. Do you have a favorite seven deadly sin? Uh, are we talking about the anime? No, no, no. We're talking about the actual concept <laughs> of the deadly sin. I, I like the first season. It was pretty good. It kind of fell off after the second, but you know, kind of when perfect. when King became full size King, that's when I dropped off. There we go. That's perfect. <laughs> but there we don't even know. We, that's exactly what I wanted. All right. So let's go from one gluttonous individual to another. Uh, gluttonous pig, you might say. Uh, talk to us, King. How do you pronounce this show? I love when you host the impressions because I, I love your transitions. We're talking about Buta Reba, the story of a man turned into a pig. Um, I shout out Wormy on the Discord because uh, we were talking some trash on some anime, just like whatever on the discord as we always do on links.animesummit.net that's how you can get there um and i he was telling me some stuff he's watching and i was telling some of the trash i'm watching and then i'm like oh yeah and then there's gizmo who's like hey watch this show about a guy about a horny guy who turns into a pig and and wormy thought that was just the funniest (laughs) fucking thing he was like god these shows are so dumb however let me say this this is another show that i started today in my my hangover and i absolutely have fallen in love with it 
I, I'm going to tell you guys, I usually love recording with my, my buddies here on Anime Plummet. And all I want to do is get through this podcast so I can just sink back into pig life. Um, this is based on a 2020 light novel uh, by Takuma Sakai. Uh, it's by Project Number 9 for the studios. And the quick synopsis, an unappealing otaku awakens in the body of a pig after he passes out while eating raw pig liver. The pig finds himself in the company of Jess, an innocent girl who can read people's minds, and she accepts him despite his boorish thoughts. Although, she does not plan to eat him. When Jess is in danger of uh, succumbing to a dark destiny, can pig save her using only his quick wits, wisdom, and refined sense of smell? This show kind of reminds me of what was that horny dog show? Nukai Sans Dog. Yeah, a Nukai yeah, Sans Dog. Um, so, yeah, same thing. Yeah, but it's not a as neat... etchy and not as fun. No, no, no. no it's, it's not etchy, but it's just that it's neat gets transferred into a, an animal. Except in this show, the pig and the main girl can actually talk to one another through like telepathy. And that makes it a, a way better show because they can actually communicate. Um, there's like, there's story and plot developing through all this, uh, and the pig. Okay. Let me tell you why this show is great. The pig dances. Okay. He can dance and that's one of his special talents. And as someone who is of low brow and, and just low stature, give me dancing pig all day, every day. He shakes his little pig butt. He does like he he does a dance. Easily amused, I see. I am so easily amused. Just like like that's a plot point in the show. The townspeople. There's he gets into a situation where he has to entertain the townspeople, and they all are getting hammered and watching this pig dance. And I'm like, I total. This is made for me. I relate to this show so much. Do they do the dancing thing more than once? Yes, there's two episodes oh, with the D, God. and it's in a DDR style, which I loved as a kid. Yeah, Dance Dance yeah. Revolution, um, super silly, super fun. The pig is also horny, so he makes a lot of inappropriate comments uh, that Jess kind of just laughs off and and whatnot. It's fun, it's cute. I think the story's going to develop. She, that. there's a couple times where she actually like, uh, like literally gives him the fan service. Like he's like thinking about something and she'll lift yep. her skirt up a little bit and stuff. Like, it's kind of like, what are you, this is getting weird, man. Yeah. I was like, I texted you guys in our group chat. I was like, she's going to fuck the pig. <laughs> Which, no, I think what's really going to happen is it's a journey to, to like, try to maybe turn him back to normal. So I'd recommend this is great trash. Excellent plummet material. Unless anybody else has something to add, I think we should keep it moving. I think this uh, show's really boring. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was kind of hyped because of memes and Inukai Sun's dog was kind of fun and how bad and, and and trashy it was. But this show, this does nothing for me, honestly. This, this, there's a real dark side to this in the sense that the girls who are some sort of sub, like they're telepathic, I guess. But as a result, they're like subhuman people that have to wear they're these like collars. And and yeah. once they get released at a certain age, which I think is 16, a lot of times they get hunt. They're on their way to some sort of like royal capital that's way up in a mountain. And usually they get hunted down and chopped up for like parts to be sold. Like in it, okay. all the girls that we've seen so far are basically like young, pretty girls, and you're just like, really? Again, this is very like, there's something weird, nefarious going on in the background of the show. I'm kind of curious. So, anyways, let's uh, let's talk about 
maybe not so nefarious uh, things. Uh, this case, it is our magical girl, I mean superhero show of the season, Shy. Based on the 2019 manga by uh, Bukimi Miki, uh, just as the planet approached this third, the Third World War, individuals with superpowers appeared from around the globe to maintain peace. They became symbols of their respective nations, striving to limit crime, bring evildoers to justice. Teenage heroine Teru Shai Momo uh, Momi Jiyama is Japan's representative in the world of heroes. When the mysterious threat called the Amalarikis emerges, Shai <laughs> must work together with her fellow heroes to stop them at all costs. Uh, I've watched the first three episodes of this, but I watched them quite some time ago. So it's starting to fade. I I generally enjoyed this. It has very strong sort of magical girl vibes to it. Um, definitely the power of friendship, power of love, uh, trying to free the one friend who gets consumed by these uh, Amtraks. I'm going to call them Amtraks for lack of better uh, uh, Amtrak crystals that kind of take over. So I don't know what yeah, you think is. Like my, my Hero Academia meets Magical Girl. That's what yeah. I saved in my mind for this show. Yeah. But yeah. Though this one, the, this definitely, they, she gets thrown into the deep end pretty quick here. She's not really given much time to kind of like, you know, uh, learn how to be a superhero. She's kind of just has to yeah, kind of get then, up to it. I only watched the first two episodes and in the second episode, like the magical girl stuff gets introduced kind of with the friend who has like survivor's remorse or whatever it's called. Right. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. she was the, the lone survivor of an accident uh, years ago. And so she, she has regrets and all that stuff, bad emotions that build up. And that's what the bad guy uses to turn her into a evil spirit, I guess. And, then I, it has to be exorcised. <laughs> is this something you're going to go watch any more of, do you think? I don't think so, honestly. No. I, I like the character designs. I think the animation is okay. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not the strongest. Uh, writing is is okay. I, I Kai was pretty... I, at first, I thought this would be something Kai would enjoy. And he sees the merit in the fact that why we would recommend... I. I would recommend it to him and others would. But he, he feels it's pretty weak and not worthwhile. Uh, so I might still watch this, but right now it's not at the forefront of my. It definitely uh, didn't hook me in, but it, you're right about the character designs, and so it, it's interesting. It, it's not the worst, but it's also yeah, not like it depends on time. There's there's better things on here though that I'm more interested in. Uh, like this next one that we're going to talk about. Uh, what is what is this uh, show? And My why... daughter left the nest and returned an S-rank adventurer. Jesus. It's, <laughs> it's based on a light novel, as you might have guessed from the title. Oh. By uh, Toei 8 and Mojikayaka. I'm going to say right now, my Moji kid is not Kia, this uh, clingy in the slightest. In fact, very much the opposite. <laughs> so it, I, yeah. I cannot relate to the show whatsoever. 
The clinginess of the character is also a bit weird, but we will get into this. So, well, the it's, not Hedra, his, it's not her biological father. We all know this. I already, I already hate where this is going. When you said not biological daughter, I'm upset as I don't even know what this is, but I'm already upset. Let's see what this show is about. The young adventurer, Belgrief, retires to a, a quieter life after losing his leg to a beast. While gathering herbs in the woods one day, he rescues an abandoned child. Angeline trains with her father and later achieves S-rank in the capital's adventure guild. Five years later, she decides to return home. Will Belgrief get another chance of, uh, at being an adventurer? Will Angeline return home unscathed? So, this show... It kind of sets up to be like a wholesome father-daughter relationship and on top of like this fantasy story where like adventurers fight evil monsters, whatever, with magic and stuff like the usual fair. Again, I think the first couple of episodes were interesting. Um, there's a lot of Angeline being like, oh, I want to see my dad and I want to get uh, like vacation from adventuring. And the adventure skills like, oh, no, you, you are the S-rank, the, the prodigy adventurer. We need you to fight the demons here. We need you to fight the demons there. And she never gets to go. And then finally, after a couple of episodes, she gets to go home. And the, 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 the dad, Belgrief, is... He's beloved by everyone. Like even um, during the first episodes, where where Angeline is not home, um, he, he gets visited by people who are kind of adjacent to Angeline, like who have heard of her, and they they visit the dad, and everyone loves him. He he's the greatest guy ever, and it's 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 kind of weird. I don't know. I kind of get the feeling this might Uzagi drop the ball. If <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, boy. I it it doesn't like um I mean she's very competent and so everyone kind of like it kind of but he he I don't know what it was he kind of stepped away so he could have been strong and powerful himself but he kind of took a back seat and you know helped raise this this uh, orphan child and whatnot and I don't I think my confusion comes from. I don't really understand what the show is, where the show is trying to go. Is it building up Belgrief as like the? I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that this is kind of like uh, there was a show where it was the my demon daughter or something like that, and a or sugar drop. What is it? Bunny sugar drop, bunny drop, or whatever the case is. It's just Osaka, it's just okay. bait for groomers. I don't know. I think that's ultimately. Do you really think that's where it's gonna go? Yeah, I do. <laughs> because there's definitely she, she is super clingy to her dad, and it's every, every everything about her character is about going home to see her dad, and her, and, her dad and, is the greatest and the best, and and get very upset that some duchess wanted to scoop him up. Like, yeah, let, yeah, yeah. let your and father she, marry the fucking duchess. Like, come on. And she finally gets home to her dad. And um, she has, like, two her two party members in tow, who are also girls, her around the same age. And they also love the dad. And they and she gets super upset because she thinks they are flirting with him and all that stuff. And it's... it's 
Yeah. But I don't know. There was something in the beginning of the show that definitely kept me watching. So I I don't want to dumpster this entirely in this show. Dumpster. But yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't and know. It's also, it's 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 weird that Belgrief is he he. he He was only an adventurer for a short time. For or actually, he was for a couple of years, but he only ever achieved E rank. So he's like the lowest of the low in, in the adventurer um, yeah, hierarchy. Yeah, but he lost a leg, and somehow he beats all of them. Like they make these mock battles, like like training duels, basically, and he beats A ranked adventurers. He beats double uh, A adventurer. The one, the he, one he, that's he obviously beats, he just slips. was an S rank adventurer. He he slips uh, in an opportune way, and that's how he beats the one guy. But yeah, like uh, for the most part, it's not really explainable. I don't know. Anyways, it's you, you don't seem very enticed by the show. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it's kind of cute, and I, I, I initially I liked the, the the draw of the show with her trying to re come home and reunite with her dad and it's, it's, it seems kind of cute but the more i watch of the show the, the weirder the vibes are <laughs> i guess yeah but i, I don't, don't know. Well, see. are you gonna keep watching it then i think i might keep watching yeah a couple I, of episodes. I, i'm, I'm kind of like there i'm i'm on the fence on that yeah. um something i'm not on the fence about is a show called 16-bit sensation another layer um It's based on a manga by uh, Tamiki uh, Wakaki. Wakaki. Uh, basically, it's about a person living in modern day. Uh, her name is Konoha Aki Sota, an illustrator who loves beautiful girls in Bishoujo games, right? And it's very interesting. So I'm going to walk off the path here because they often use the term Bushojo games, but quite often when they're saying that they're really referring to what most people call rogues, which are erotic uh, visual novels, basically. Right. Um, yeah. She works at a video game studio that inspires to become a super famous illustrator. However, reality does not work out as she hopes in present Where the mobile games are all the rage, Konoha spends her days as a sub-illustrator, coloring background characters like, uh, you know, Man B in back. Um, so she gets very upset. I, the, the, the title of the mobile game they're working on is really funny because it's like hypnotizing MILFs or something like that. I forget what the fact <laughs> it is, but it is oh, it's kind Lord. of, yeah, it's, it's like one of those. If you've um, ever seen a hentai, you know where this is going. <laughs> Uh, anyways, so she she ends up going one day and finding this old like video game store, and she go and outside, they she sees all these like complete inbox collection of like famous, uh, basically famous visual novels. Uh, you know, again, Bishojo or Aroge games that had come out over the years, and she walks in and she can't believe it. They're only asking like. Uh, 300 yen for each and she goes you realize these games are worth a lot more than that right and the old lady who's running the store goes oh I'm not so sure like what is it you like about these games and so she's explaining everything about it right and it's like the art style it's the beautiful girls it's everything about it it's just the presentation 
you know, that gives, uh, just always brings a joy to my heart and, you know, lifts me up. And it kind of brings a smile to the old lady's face. And she basically just gives her the games. And and they're like, are you sure? And like, yeah, absolutely. You're perfect for us. And so anyways, she walks out. And the store kind of like, unbeknownst to her, the store disappears. Like she tries to go back. And what happens is when she opens one of the games, whatever year that game came out, she suddenly finds herself transported back to the time. So initially it's 1992, right? And in it, she goes back to where her office is and she finds this like struggling little video game studio called Alcohol Soft that does, again, these sort of Aroge games on like the PC-98 back in the day. And she makes friends with the developers and they're, they, they're like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. You're a time traveler. Yeah, we get it. Um, anyways, while you're at it, can you get us some coffee or something? And she slowly sort of integrates herself into this little studio making these games and stuff like that. And it's funny because they focus really, especially on the first arc, they focus really about how different it was making games back then where you had to like draw based on every single little pixel as opposed to nowadays where you have tablets so you can just draw like you're on paper. And it's fun and interesting thing to see. But it's interesting because this is such a part of video games that so rarely get looked at, especially in the West. They're very big in Japan, but visual novels for the most part here, uh, except for like real, like real hardcore weebs, you don't get a lot of people that are big into them. So it's interesting to see this show that kind of goes this deeply, but also shows because it shows a lot of female creators that were in this industry. And it kind of like you kind of look at it and go, well, isn't this like basically like porn games applied to men? And it's like they're not strictly porn games. They often have those porn aspects because that's what helped games sell. They came out strictly on PC because those kind of things you couldn't bring out on console. And but a lot of women Nintendo like, would never release something like this. Yeah. No, no, exactly, no. But um, not on any of its mainstay consoles, anyways. Albeit nowadays on the Switch, there's some spicy stuff on there. Anyways, it's interesting to see, like the representation of women that were working in the industry at the time and didn't work, didn't do it resentfully. Like they, they enjoyed doing it just as much as the guys that were also working in as well. And so it's a very interesting, I think uh, piece of work uh, like, and it's just like, it's really neat to kind of visit back to these different times, especially for us who are nostalgic for video games in a different way. It's fun to see their nostalgia you know, for something that we rarely got access to. And actually, it's funny because one of the big, um, one of the big people that bring over visual novels basically said, hey, should we, like, the popularity of the show, should we look at doing retro? I remember I actually responded saying, yes, absolutely. Start bringing over some of these old, like, PC-98 games that we never got. Because everything that's listed in this show is actually real games. Except for the game that they're making i guess like but the ones that she finds at the store and everything are based on real stuff so that's about it and it's she ends up getting flung back into the present time and she realizes the gimmick is that every box she, she opens takes her back to the time that the game was released but the problem is the box disappears afterwards like a one and done show and you don't she only gets to stay there for so long and so it's this journey of her kind of exploring the past of how 
uh, games, and it's it's a bit dramatic. Uh, yeah, it's it's a fun little show. I'm actually a bit surprised how low this is on the merit rankings. Um, because I I think it it looks nice, like the character designs are cool, and the nostalgia factor is pretty strong. I don't have a lot of nostalgia for this because uh, even though I also grew up in the nineties, I I never really played visual novels and. I, this is something I, definitely very Japanese that's not really experienced a lot outside of Japan. I think that's a big part of it, right? Yeah, and it seems like all these game creating animes always focus on visual novels. It's just, and it's it's a bit tiring I, for me. It's there's a reason for it. It's because it's there. It's easier to produce. You know what I mean? Like if you have a strong, yeah, yeah. it's something that if you have a strong artist and a strong writer but weak, not necessarily the strongest. And, it, and there's one character in it who's really good at programming. He wants to make real games, quote-unquote, real yeah. games. And it's, like that's a that's a kind of a point of contention, actually. But It's a good point because it's also it's pretty easy to show in an anime, and this is a great segue to the next show, unless you have something else. Nope, uh, absolutely. Take us right away to, with that great segue into gaming uh, in a more uh, esportsy manner. Yeah, because the next show is Protocol Rain. Um, it's an original work, and it's made by Studio Quad, which I also never heard again about. Um, Shun Tokinoya is a second-year sc- uh, high school student who lives with his mother and younger sister. After his father was killed in an accident and his sister was injured, he quit the game he loved and now works at an esports cafe called Fox One. He spends all of his time studying and working part-time while also socializing with his childhood gaming buddies. Suddenly, he discovers that Fox One is deeply in debt. Shun and his friends hope to win the Zagzerion Championship and the prize money in order to repay the debt. Shun returns to the world of online games where he is confronted by Bakuretsu-kun who um, used to play the game with him. This is actually... um, this is this is an esports anime, which is something that we don't really get a lot, and I kind of appreciate that. But there's big problems with this show. Um, the animation quality overall is okay. It's it's not terrible, but it's also really not that great. And um, the big problem with it is, in if you if you have a sports anime, you you would imagine that the sports. Um, the, the in-game sequences that are shown are like where they put all their effort in and the, a lot of sakuga and stuff but this this game that they play looks fucking terrible it it looks like it looks like a um like i don't know like a, um a wannabe counter-strike game played on a ps2 it's it's honestly horrible and <laughs> the rest of the show it's also not super interesting. Like um, this guy, he gathers like the squad of people that he wants to to win the tournament with, and there are tropes. There's like a love triangle that is not really going anywhere. I think, and I don't know. I, I've not seen any anything that really would hook me in. So I would say you can just skip. It's. I think the the product. I don't know if if that show had production issues, but. If you want to bring an esports show, you you need to you need to make the game look good. I I, I don't know how, what else to say about this. 
This is an easy skip. Yeah, this doesn't sound like something that I would be very interested in. Just like, I don't know anything about esports, but I think I, yeah, I'm like, nah, I think I'm good on that. So we'll go from one easy drop to another easy drop. And I'm talking now about. I survived using potions based on a 2017 light novel by Funa uh, with illustrations by Tsukima. And the studio is Jumanji. I mean, Jumanji. Jumandu. Jumandu. Oh, they did Oremo. Oremo? Oh, really? Really? They finally came uh, back after all these years and did Orimo. <laughs> all right. Well, that's 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 only like 10 years later almost. Uh, Kaoru- also, just to be – wait, just to interrupt, it also seems like they ju- they've done a bunch of hentai too, so. Oh. Yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> did they uh, happen to do funny. the one with 80,000 gold? Anyone know? Anyways, uh, Kaoru Naga, Naga, <laughs> not going to work here anymore. Not going to work here <laughs> anymore. There we go. <laughs> I died unexpectedly while <laughs> Walking home from her office one night and suddenly finds herself in front of a man dressed in white. The man introduces himself. God apologized for a mistake resulting in her untimely desires, vowing to make it up to Kauri, and she basically soaks them for all their worth to get reincarnated into another world that's a more fancy-like world, and she gets all these bonuses, including the ability to make potions with bottles of that she can imagine. Any potion she wants, she doesn't even make them. They just pop out of nowhere, and Kaoru uses this to uh, try to live the high life. Um, it This is an odd show. So this is... Okay. So not to not to put a gender bias on this, because this is like most isekais, where you have uh, a character that is trying to manipulate the situation they're put in to make themselves better for it. Um, and... There is a gender bias coming in me where I look at this and going, wow, she's really manipulative. But like, so are a lot of guys, if I think about other shows. So I don't think she's doing anything worse than other ones. But uh, it does remind me, the other one that reminds me of is the I need to save 80,000 gold in my other life or whatever, or in the other world or whatever the heck it was, where it's like she's just going through and using everyone to her advantage and not really developing any real relationships. Um, which, again, like you look at things like Black Summoner or things like uh, the, the Assassin, whatever the Assassin, I remember, very feels very the same, like the very same, like where it's just everything is a stepping stone for them. Um, and they kind of look at it that way. So I don't know. Um, yeah. It's kind of. It's also got a very goofy look to it. The animation style, character designs, uh, like it's it's not super deformed, but it's like like a step closer than traditional anime is usually. I don't know. What do you think of that first episode, Giz? It's it seems like nothing special, honestly. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Uh, it, it seems like something where she 
she seems underpowered at first, but suddenly she becomes super overpowered because people don't know what potions are and <laughs> there's Apparently. really no magic. Yeah, there's that 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 the very very little magic in this world. So she seems like a goddess at one point. In fact, at one point the king and the the church are demanding to see her, and she's like, "Nah, I'm not going to see you guys." Um, and so they have a public forum. Like it's very, it's very weird. <laughs> like it, <laughs> it, it, it remind. It's funny because it, I'm trying to think. Was it the there was another show. Maybe it was that uh, the the uh, studio map of the 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 cook, the the good cook in the other world, or whatever the heck is. He had kind of a similar thing where he's like, I don't want to get stuck cooking in a palace. I'm going to keep moving so no one gets too attached to my cooking. You know what I mean? It, it reminds me of that where it's like, oh, I don't want to get caught up in politics or get caught and turned into like a potion factory. So I got to keep on the down low, keep moving. Anyways. Uh, and she's just trying to keep an easy way of life, working as a waitress or working, you know, as a cleaner or whatever she can do to just keep a low profile while making big bucks off her potions. So, uh, but let's go from this phony potion maker to a real potion maker. Giz, talk to me about the Apothecary Diaries. The Apothecary Diaries based on the 2014 light novel by Natsu Yuga and Tokushino and uh, it's made by studio OLM mm-hmm. Mao Mao lived a peaceful life with her apothecary father until one day she's sold as a lowly servant to the emperor's palace but she wasn't meant for a compliant life among royalty so when imperial heirs uh, yeah Oh, so when Imperial heirs fall ill, she decides to step in and find a cure. This catches the eye of Jinchi, a handsome palace official who promotes her. Now she's making a, a name for herself solving medi- medical mysteries. This show is actually really great, I think. Yeah. This might um, be a competitor for free run, um for anime of the season actually for me um Ooh. I, I really like it it looks good it sounds great i love the soundtrack so far yes um the the setting reminds me a lot of um Ra- the raven of the inner palace um, yeah this is, is an actual like this is a historical like I want to say, it's, like, this it's a historical drama, right? Like, it's not yeah. real, but it's, it's... It's a historical setting. It's it's uh, It I, seems I like ancient China, but I, I, I'm pretty sure... I, I, I have no idea about Chinese yeah, history. Yeah, where honest, exactly but. it is. But, like, the things about the, the rear palace and stuff sound familiar and stuff but like I that. I think like, the, the characters are mostly fictional, if I yeah. remember correctly. So, um but the setting is interesting. Um, the the comedy, there's some comedy bits in there that are really cute and really funny. Our main character is, is honestly, she's great. I love her. She um, yeah. she is very smart, and she is um, her interactions with Jinchi. The the um, I, I don't even know what what really his position is. He's a eunuch because. Yeah, all the male people that work in the in the, this uh, at the, the rear palace. palace. Yeah, the so the rear palace, the Japan had something similar. It's meant to be a place that is for the emperor's concubine, uh, and so like literally thousands of women 
so the only people that can work there are women and eunuchs, right? However, Genshi is interesting because I wonder if he actually is a eunuch or not. Because Genshi, like, is incredibly attractive, right? To the point where, it, like, it's it speculated that maybe he's there to trust the the actual, like, sort of... To, to test uh, the conviction of the, of the, the, the um, concubines. concubines. Yeah, because yeah. there's one who invites him in for some tea, and he's like, oh, I must, sorry, I'm very busy. But then he turns, he goes, like, anyone that would invite me in for tea is not worthy of the king, or I don't forget it. Anyway, she gets dragged off. So... The interactions these two have are very fun, honestly, because um, all the girls that work in, in that real palace always fawn over him because he's so handsome and he's so he's very charming, but he's also he's he's very sneaky sometimes and like he abuses yes. his charm and he tries to he he also tries to seduce Mao Mao a little bit because yeah, she seems same. very useful. Same same thing, like like essentially, and if she had even remotely gone for him, she would have been beheaded, right? Like so it's kinda like, but thankfully she's turned off by him from the get-go, and she a hundred percent understands that he well, according to I don't, he should I don't be think eunuch. the servant girls would get beheaded if they do something with one of the units. Well, right? she's no I longer she's mostly now, about the punk she, right? She's now she became and, a lady in waiting. Okay, so, true. Yeah. yeah, so she's no longer technically a servant girl. Like she acts as a servant for the one concubine, but it's like but basically when, when he comes onto her, she's um, she always has this face of disgust and it's like yeah. oh, this. What what does this creepy dude want from me? Um, but but his but his his he does come in handy a couple of times, especially for the most recent. I guess I'm watching. Uh, sorry, go on. But uh, um, yeah, he. Uh, the, the the episode so far uh, actually there's there's one instance where we see a hint of romance that might develop between the two um where she dresses up and it's like a, some kind of festival um happening and so there are sparks flying but i don't know if this is going to turn into an actual romance i think it's mostly mm. a medical history my one yeah. complaint so far about the show is that it seems like all the episodes are very contained in themselves. It's like they introduce a problem or a um, a medical issue, and they solve it in the same episode. So it's it's very much episodic so far. And I, I'm really hoping for a bit of an overarching plot line. Um, but otherwise, I think this show is super entertaining, super fun. The characters are really cool. Also, the the concubine that Mao Mao works for and the other ladies in waiting are cool. I like the period piece aspects, like the, all the historical stuff, and I like the pacing. I think it's it's not like super hysterical. It's not like well, it's yeah. it's it's just super cool show. Honestly, yeah, it's I it's just surprised. it's really well paced. Um, Lots of lots of interesting thing. A, were people like, is this just that they were just really poison crazy back then at this time in this location? Because <laughs> everything has to do with poison. Yeah, <laughs> I, like wow. Uh, other thing is, I'll mention this is one of those shows where I just started playing it late on, and it's the fact that I just started watching it a couple of days ago, and it just automatically gave me the dubs, and I just like yeah, roll with it. And the dubbing actually is really good. The only thing is, you're always right, three episodes you- behind. Right. So that's the one downside to it. But 
Um, so I'm only up but, to episode four. But you can four. tell that has put a lot of effort into this, I think. Yeah, like so it's, it's, it's it, it, it is, the animation is very strong for a show that doesn't really have a lot of actions. Um, you know, it's, it's, it is, if you like historical dramas, you like something with a little, that's got a little bit of sexiness to it. Uh, like a lot of intrigue and stuff. Yeah, I like like listen. <laughs> it's also I think it's interesting because it's shining a spotlight on a society that is not equal, right? And but it's interesting still to see how women are able to show some independence, like the one character that's able to escape that situation without. Uh, I don't want to spoil it too much, but is able to escape that situation without having done the deed uh, to be with the person that she truly wanted. Oh yeah, I love yeah, that, that episode. Yeah, that, that was really that good. Resolution was so good. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, I, I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it, unless you you hate good things. Okay, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not a plummet show. A plummet thing to. <laughs> I, I will to not do. watch this show. I only like bad things. Shut okay, up, yeah. King. I know that's a lie. <laughs> Why do you lie to me? Anyways, let's move. Let's let's move on. I need uh, I need I need some help this time to keep myself in check. I'm gonna hit yep. my my thing here, and you're gonna King, you're gonna tell me when I have to hit my other one. Okay. Okay. Ready? So let's talk now about maybe not as strong things. Um, the family circumstances of your regular witch. This is an ongoing manga by uh, Piroya uh, from 2018. Studios Ariel. So when witch uh, Alyssa found a baby on her doorstep, she didn't expect her life to take a topsy-turvy turn. Despite the bewilderment, she names the child Viola and decides to raise her. Fast forward 16 years and her daughter... Viola isn't just taller, she's towering. Uh, just a note, uh, Alicia is a elf, and she is like a buxom, like, dark-skinned human. Uh, join this belitching duel in this hilarious, chaotic journey. Mistaken identities to supernatural shenanigans. Basically, this is a bit of a Yuri. Ten seconds. <laughs> but it is just a cute comedy, daily life, very sort of like four-con style show i i recommend it if you like comedy shows it's very cute all right there we go all right let's get out of here you're gonna drop it or keep watching it uh i am going to keep watching it it is cute uh there's nothing really i think uh, in the future if you want to do one minute reviews we should probably cut down the synopsis a bit <laughs> maybe yeah, like, yeah, just yeah, yeah, make yeah, our yeah. own synopsis <laughs> Because it takes like half. Cheapers, guys. We did. Oh wow! Actually, though, it's getting late, isn't it? Um, I was yeah. going to say, uh, like, with all that twisting and turning that we've had over this time, we've come to our final, the final battle, the final face. Now, King, can you handle that many girlfriends? Oh Girlfriend, yes, girlfriend. We. How many girlfriends? We can never escape the girlfriends on the show. I keep saying that, um, folks, I can't believe we've covered like 29 shows or something, 28 shows. Uh, this is our last one. Of course, Girlfriend, Girlfriend Season 2, based on the 2020 manga by Hiro Yuki. Um, we have done a, a deep dive review of the first season. Go check that out. It was part of our Summer of Girlfriend Smackdown uh, seg uh, big, big series that we did, which was awesome. 
And this just is a continuation of what has been going on with Girlfriend, Girlfriend. And guess what, guys? We've got ourselves a new girlfriend. That's Another right. One. Another one. Uh, MC is is slowly adding what I think will be the newest girlfriend, who is Shino. We got to meet her at the end of season one last time. Um, she is the silver hair one. I picked her as my favorite girlfriend because she is rich and... We didn't know anything about her besides that, but now that she's developing as a character, I, I she's fun, she's cute. I think this is a great addition to the show. Um, everybody's still thirsty and vying for the MC's love and affection, and we get uh, lots of Rika time. That was the blonde hair one. That she's still camping out, <laughs> wanting to desperately be a girlfriend, and she's like, she just won't quit. Um, there's this great scene where she like says to the MC, she's like, why won't you give me the time of day? Like, why won't you do like spend time with me or go on dates? And he actually says it was kind of sweet. He's just like, because if I do, I know I will fall in love with you. And I've already got I'm already two timing. <laughs> so he's not trying to add her, but obviously she will get added at some point. I think she is the best case to get added in the next one. Um Gizmo, I'm. You're not watching this right now. I, What's wrong with you? Touching this with a ten foot pole. <laughs> <laughs> it's still cheesy. It's dumb. It's fun. It's 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 what we. It, like I said, that's what Plummet is built on. Mike, um, any thoughts on this season uh, besides Shino being best girl ever? Nope he's he's got no thoughts because he's having dinner. Um, uh, you are also introduced to Rika's little sister who loves saying Onichan. So there's fun Oni-chan, stuff like that. Um, but honestly, I will keep watching. I'm Oni-chan, watching the dub. Oni-chan. There we go. I'm watching the dub right now and having fun with it. So if you've already if you already like this crap, keep on crapping because let it's Rika here for into us. the house. Let Rika <laughs> into the house. You, you scamp. You, uh, just let her in. It. But that's that's let everything your from heart. me, man. Let her into your, uh, to your soul. Girlfriend, girlfriend, season two. Let us know what you thought, Ed. Yes, give me more. Give me more. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like uh, it's it's just the same trash. Uh, just keep keep it going. They added another girl, so it's yeah, gonna be fun. That's right, she they was added, like a, a sleeper uh, favorite too, right? Shino. Yes, when we did our um, girlfriend uh, uh, SmackDown, uh, she placed rather high because just folks were were fans of hers, and we didn't know who she was yet because we hadn't met her at that time. But remember, she's rich, and that's yeah. great. Enrique still continues to be an absolute menace. <laughs> <laughs> which is the best. Oh, here's something I wanted to ask too is, so we got um, some stellar girlfriend shows this, uh, including our dating stories, another one, which check that out later, but between girlfriend, girlfriend and a hundred girlfriends, what do you, which, which side are you falling on? Uh, I feel like I need to watch more of a hundred girlfriends to give you more of a definitive um, girlfriend, girlfriends. Just, I, I know what I'm getting. And you can tell more or less with 100 girlfriends what you're getting. But some of these girlfriends, I probably won't like. But I, I, I like more or less the ones on Girlfriend, Girlfriend more. 
Okay, got you. Maybe that uh, the 100 Girlfriends swimsuit episode will change your mind, but we'll have yeah, to stay we'll tuned see. and find we'll, out. <laughs> maybe we'll have an emergency update tomorrow or something. Sweet. That's it. <laughs> no, no. I'm passing it. We're definitely going to watch that. It's going to be great. No, that um, was just, uh, that was everything. just, yeah. Anyways, very good. All right. Well, gentlemen, it has been a journey. This episode will, well, it's right now saying two hours and 37 minutes, but a lot of that's going to get cut down because either I forgot to unmute myself or some other bullshit. So I will wish you all a happy, is there anything else we got to mention? Oh, yes. Next episode. What's the show? Oh, no, 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 no. Before that, Mike, what's the, what's everybody's favorite real quick around the horn? Favorite uh, anime of the season so far. Uh, I don't mind starting. I would say if it was actually like good stuff, um, Undead Unluck was like like that's actually good. Everyone should go check that out. Stay tuned for more. But because I'm a troll, give me the story of a man turned into a pig. Let's fucking <laughs> go, dude. I I was enamored with that show today. I can't wait to get off this call and go watch more pig dancing. Fuck Gizmo. He's he he didn't watch the pig dancing. It's so cute and fun. Um, let's go piggies, Mike. What about you? Oh, I you. Mm. So let's let's pick uh, let's pick a good show and a plummet show. Uh, it is uh, Apothecary Diaries and Freeing are tied for me right now. I don't know what to pick on there. Uh, as for worst show or worst show, I love. Um, probably oh either 16 uh yeah never mind 16 bit sensation of the layer is probably the one i'm gonna pick vexations what, what of about vampire the lonely vampire show uh you're you're close near and dear to my heart but this it, there it, there's a lot going on at 16 sensation that just it speaks to me it's 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 i want to go back to the 1990s and live in the crappy little commercial building wow Making video games on, on the dime. I like it. Giz, what about you? Show of the season. Let's go. For me, it's also be- between Freon and um, Apo- um, Apothecary Diaries. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do and we have for, a favorite trash, though. For trashy, my guilty pleasure is probably still the. Um, Returner's Returner? magic is really. <laughs> I hate that title. Wow. Returner. <laughs> yeah, we'll Returner just call it Returner. Show. Yeah, Return Magic Show. Return that show because no one else is going <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Any final thoughts on this season for fall 2023, Ed? A pretty solid season. There's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of good shows. I think I'm watching more shows this season than I have before, and I'm still going to pick up a few more. So nice, I'm excited. And uh, do we have a running for anime of the season so far? Maybe Shangri-La. Probably Shangri-La Frontier. More or less, yeah, that's probably going to be it. Unless I pick up something else, or Freyren probably, Out of the if, if we're not covering it, you know? Oh, yeah. But from, from what we're definitely going to cover, probably Shangri-La. That's what's up. I know um, Gizmo love Freyren, so he'll he'll love to talk more with that. Yeah, it's one of those epics. We also read the manga in Manga Club, right? Yeah, we did. So be sure to come to Manga Club Sunday, 7 p.m. 
Eastern Standard Time right over in the Discord. Well, that's everything from us. Uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Ed, thanks again for giving us your thoughts. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> rescheduling this for me. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. All right. Uh, let's get out of here, dude. Gizmo, what are we doing next week or next time? Not next week. Next time, it's going to be a very special episode where I do my yet untitled quiz show. Yes. Gizmo's quiz show. The, gi- the Giz quiz show. The Giz quiz. Are G- we going to have Giz a special quiz. guest for that? Or, or are we still quiz. not sure? Or are we just doing it a bunch no, of ourselves? No, no special guests. Oh, um, special I'm going to um, rope Kai into helping me um, with the questions and stuff. But, he but not, will not, not actually invite him on or anything like that? He 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 has he has two hundred thousand views on a video. He's Hollywood. He doesn't get. He's yeah, too yeah. big time he's for us now. Okay. <laughs> no That's time to follow us into the plummet. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you for coming along. Ed, hugs and kisses. Happy birthday. We miss you so dearly. I hope that we're able to at least get some of your thoughts on this to intersplice into this. Otherwise, we'll. I'm sure we'll talk to you later. Uh, to the rest of you, thank you for attending. Thank you for coming out. Thank you to Anime Summit for allowing us to piggyback off them and make this terrible content under their umbrella. Thank you, Giz. Thank you, King. Uh, any final words? Goodbye. So long, everyone. Bye. No Later. monsters this time coming to eat us. Ha <laughs> ha.